save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. That's right. It's the Phillips File for this uh, Wednesday. Good afternoon, everybody. As you might know, if you don't know, we're taking Wednesdays the first 30 or 40 minutes now, now through the end of the year, to focus on the opioid and heroin crisis here in uh, Central Florida. This is our second interview in a planned year-long series of interviews looking at this crisis in uh, Central Florida. Of course, if you were listening last Wednesday, Mr. X was our guest uh, last uh, last Wednesday. Scott is behind the microphone in the studio with us today. He sent us an email not too long ago, and uh, Mo reached out and communicated a little bit. And uh, Scott said he was more than willing to come in and talk about uh, his interaction with, uh, with painkillers and opioids. And we hope to move on for there. He is, by the way, a recovering addict. He is now a triathlete. We're going to get into that <laughs> a little bit more. But first of all, Scott, welcome. And thanks for uh, helping us out with this with this uh, series of interviews. We appreciate it very much. No problem. Are you, you are a recovering addict. Let me see if I get this right, because we want to get some stuff out of the way and really get into the heart of the matter. In high school, uh, uh, did you abuse alcohol when you were a teenager in high school? Is, is it, was any of that in the mix? Yeah, that could I can definitely say there's always been in a problem. I mean, you know, when everybody else stopped, you know, I I just continued and continued and continued. Was this part of a family? I mean, uh, many alcoholics uh, there's a there's a pattern of 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 addiction and problems throughout the family. I'm one of them. Yeah, there's definitely uh there is some family members for sure, you know. I don't I'm I'm not a huge believer in that but i definitely you know fell into that right so as as i understand you started working in the construction industry and there was an accident yeah i tell us about the accident i i was i was decking a roof and i and i stepped on a piece of plywood that had been cut and i rolled off the roof basically okay so certainly something happened to your body Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell everybody what what essentially happened to your body that that they were then prescribing? I don't know whether it was oxy or some other kind of painkillers. What happened there? Uh, he be I I never actually I don't think I ever got a medical term for it, but I I basically went into the doctor and told him that you know my back is killing me, right? And he, you know, just here you go. And what what, what what did he prescribe to? Oxycontin. Okay. And uh, so, did it relieve the pain? Uh, at at I would say at first, I it helped. You know, it was definitely for the pain, for the pain, for the pain. And I, I, I was talking with my wife earlier, and I remember looking at it, and it says take as needed. Right. You know, and 
And I could just remember, at, you know, as the weeks progressed, that the as needed progressed. You needed more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, and I've always been afraid of medicine as a kid, and I was never a sickly kid. I never, you know, the most I've taken is maybe a Benadryl. And I just remember that growing inside of me that at first it was like, man, I don't like this feeling. And then after a while, I was like, wow, I yeah, I can appreciate Besides it. Besides the lessening of pain, was there a feeling, oh, this feels pretty good as well? I mean, there was a euphoric state of mind where you were saying to yourself, hey, I, I, I really like the way, it be, besides the pain going away, I like the way that I'm feeling. No, yeah, it definitely, you know, I'm I'm a shy person, so it, it definitely helped. Like, it, I could feel like a, a I want to say euphoric, but like a, it opened me up to be able to say, you know, like I didn't just, Sitting, I don't want to say I just sat in my room, but I didn't just, you know, close my eyes and oh, my back hurt. It was like, whoa, I was like, blah, 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 and it yeah. made me talking speak a mile and, a minute, feeling yeah, great, just, just yeah. interacting with everybody, and you were on it. Yeah, and it was just, it was almost a, hey, this is what I've been missing. Uh-huh. You know, so this is it. Mm-hmm. He's prescribing a certain number of pills. Eventually, you know, you start needing more. How, what's the time frame for that? With me, five pills a day or one pill a day, and then all of a sudden, you're saying to yourself, "I'm not getting as many pills as I can." Right. So, right. what did you what did you have to do? What what was the what was the next step for you? Uh, well, like I like we discussed, I'm in a I'm in a construction field, and mm-hmm. I can remember they're very readily available in construction. You know, it's it's a common thing that people talk about, and I've just always been like, no, thanks. It's because of thing. the number of people who is suffer, are suffering from pain because yeah. of construction, site exactly. ep- so accidents? It, yeah, and I, I was just like, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. And then when, it, when I was prescribed them and all of a sudden I felt what everybody else was feeling, then, you know, all those people that had discussed it with me turned into more friendly than they were, per se, before. How soon after you were prescribed oxy did you say to yourself, "I got to get off of this stuff," or "I'm going to try to get off of this stuff"? And and what was that like when you tried? Okay, it, the timeline was more. I was a young father uh, working. I started working two jobs, mm-hmm. and what had happened was the the quiet, not the quiet. What am I thinking? I was losing a lot of sleep, you mm-hmm. know, because I was trying to work two jobs and. And that was like, a, if, if you did one of these pills, it was almost like a redo. You know, like it woke you back up to where, okay, I can work another 10 hours now. Even gotcha. if you were tired, working, burning the candle at both ends, this kept you going. Yeah, this this put me back where I needed to be to complete that. You know, and that's kind of where it started, where it was just helping me complete the hours I needed to work. And then it got to the point where, you know, it started to be a really problem. Did you say to yourself, I, I'm beginning to have a problem, or did someone bring that to your attention? Did someone say, Scott, something's going on with you, and what's happening? Or were there people in your life who knew what was happening and might have said something, or maybe they didn't say anything? Yeah, well, I thought, like I discussed with Moyer, I thought I was slick. Like, I thought, there's nobody knows. This is my thing. Nobody knows. And my wife knew the whole time. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, there's, it's definitely a noticeable thing you know the passing out at the dinner table during you know family talks the right you know and it i think i hid the the severity of the problem is what all that i was hiding mm-hmm. you know and you know event it got to the point where the family started talking to me about it and you know and then it just became a secret 
You know, what, what was your reaction when your family started talking? Was it one of those, look, I can handle this. This is no problem. Don't worry about it. I'll get off of these things. Uh, just, uh, you know, yeah, you like know, a, a layoff. Yeah, like a layoff. And, you know, I'm working I'm working so much. Uh, you know, just can you just let you do your thing and let me do my thing? Right. So when you try to eventually, how, how many times at, uh, at rehab did you try? Eventually, uh, when you when you convinced yourself you had a problem, right? You went into various programs, or you just tried to do this on your own? No, I did. I I uh, went to a couple of rehabs. Uh, I think I did two, and a lot of like towards the end, it turned more into a, a binging thing. Mm-hmm. Like I would I would put together thirty, sixty, maybe even ninety days, but then I would celebrate that. You know, right. and celebrate with more pills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and the alcohol, and you know, it it was more. It was more in chunks, you know, mm-hmm. or like, pe- I would meet. Unfortunately, I would meet people that I wouldn't want to see, and it would be a passerby, or I guess was the mm-hmm. best way to say it. Like we just pass cross and cross paths. I'm sorry, in a store, and it would be yeah. like, oh, and I wouldn't want to talk to that person. I wouldn't want to talk to him. But it'd be like, hey, Scotty. And it's like, you know. Great. It drew you back in. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm back in the mix. I'm, you know. How much are those pills when you have to buy them on the street after your doctor's prescription ran out? Yeah. What do you uh, pay for that kind of thing? uh, I've seen them up $20 to $30 a piece. And how many were you taking a day? Uh, Towards the end, towards, you know, the very end, I could say three or four. So it's a lot of money. Spend a week out of your family budget. Rehab, uh, the various programs that you went into, you, you decided this on your own, or was there an intervention on the part of your family who said, "Okay, Scott, uh, you're you you know you're, you're going into this program." Tell us about the first or second or third rehab that you had. Okay, well, I, I like the last rehab I went into. Uh, I went in and I ended up almost pretty much being kicked out because I. I wouldn't take the medicine they were offering me. Okay. When you when you go in there, it's you're gonna take this, and while you're here, this is what's gonna happen. This is, and what my that last time I I was done. You know, I said I, I I was petrified. I wouldn't even take an aspirin. I wouldn't take a Benadryl. I just don't want anything else in my body. And as, you know, I went in there and did like you get a rest, you get to sleep, and then the doctor came around and he's like, "You need to take these pills." And I and I was like, "No." Did so you, I mean, did you have a fear? I I need these pills because I have a fear of withdrawal. Did, had you heard the stories about how bad withdrawal was, or had you ever experienced on your own trying to withdraw from cold turkey, whatever you want to call it? And what was that feeling like? I. It's been described, I guess, last week. It's like the flu one hundred times. Yeah. Over. Oh, it's the worst flu you can ever, that you can ever imagine. You know, the sweating, the, the restlessness. You know that you don't want to move, but you're so restless that you know you're so sick that you don't want to move, but you're so restless that you need to move. And usually, and nine times out of ten, at that point, if I was kicking, everybody within a hundred foot radius of me hated me yeah, because of what had happened in that little time span. So I was, you know, everybody was angry with me. It wasn't, it was no easy part of it. 
that didn't bother you? Or, or I mean, the, yeah, the always, overriding thing in your life was what to have the pain go away, have the withdrawal go away. Yeah, it, it it's that feeling of you want you want the sickness to go away, mm-hmm. and you know how to make that sickness go away. It's that easy. It's that easy of I can make a phone call and it's gone. Yeah. You know? our talk, we're talking with Scott. We're continuing our series of uh, talking to people in our community about the uh, opioid crisis that we have. Mr. X was our guest last week. Scott is our guest uh, this week. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about this, and uh, talk to Scott uh, whether he thinks certain programs work, don't work, what he thinks, how he conquered this particular addiction. Well, he didn't conquer the addiction. He he refers to himself as a recovering addict. And we'll continue this conversation in a couple of minutes. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. From the... Phillips file for this uh, Wednesday, if you've been paying any attention to the program, we decided late last year, early this year, to take, uh, you know, 30, 40 minutes out of uh, the first hour on Wednesdays and try to focus on the opioid crisis here in Central Florida. We started last week with Mr. X, a great uh, interview. Scott is in with us today, another great interview. He's a recovering addict. Uh, Let me me go back just a little bit, Scott. You never moved from painkillers oxy or whatever it was to heroin no were you you ever tempted i mean because mr x said last week he said he moved to heroin because it was it was less expensive yeah i've definitely heard a lot about it uh i'll admit it scared me the because of i'm i definitely have a very addictive personality yeah you mean both yeah it doesn't matter if it's you know oreo cookies at night Mm -hmm. or if it's you know it doesn't matter what i if I find something I like, I go for it. So the the heroin definitely scared me enough to where I didn't I didn't want that path, you know. In, in total, in years, how long did you have this problem? You could say you were addicted for how many years? Uh to the, to the pills, I would say a good solid ten. Ten years? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, easily solid ten years. In and out of rehab. Then what happened? You finally, as I understand it, you find what you, you look in the mirror one day and just looked at yourself and decided I got to do something about this. Yeah, I definitely, I looked in the mirror and uh, the family was done. You know, they, I've been kicked out, let back in, kicked out, let back in, mm-hmm. and I, I realized to the fact that every time something went wrong, you know, you look in the mirror and there's only one dude standing there. Every time, you know, it's not, it's not because I'm tired. It's not because of this. It's not that it's Scott, you know, and I, I really had to take a hard look at that, that there's one problem and you know, you're looking at him. So what did you do? I like, I, I did that last rehab and you know, where I work, I have, you know, a lot of great guys and, you know, I admitted to a lot of people that there was a problem. Mm -hmm. And I, I said to a lot of people, listen, don't let me do this again. You know, the people that, there's a few people that you're always keep, you know, best way to say it's like in your pocket, like, well, they don't know I really have an issue. So if I keep them in the dark, if something, if I do get that feeling, I can still sneak back there. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell all those people that, hey, you know, I, this, this is an issue. 
like I need to keep this. I need to get a hold of this. Wait, did they respond? Hey, we know what's going on, or were people surprised? Uh, like close family were like, you know, they gave you that look, like, oh, really? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, at that point, I wait. You know, at that point, I was down to 130 pounds. You know, cheeks hanging off the face. There's family photos that you know, I they they go across the computer, and everybody just looks at me like, really, Scotty? You know, and it, it's it's obvious. It was obvious to everybody else. And not to me. So your last rehab worked, or it got you on a path. Was that a? Was that a? Did you go off someplace? What kind of program were you in? Would you credit that with with helping you, or yeah, or, I, or what? I, I would credit it to the to the rehab, and then uh, I went to a sober facility, and I learned, you know, I learned a real lot. You know, I learned a lot that you have to look at yourself, and you have to figure out, you know, because in my opinion, I'm a firm believer that everything comes down to a three-second decision, and you have to learn what makes you go the correct ways right and uh-huh. what makes you go left, you know. And that's where that's where I finally sat down. I have a, a very substantial people in my life that I'm able to call, and it's stupid as it may seem to me at the time when I want to call this person and talk to them, they'll answer and say, Hey, you know, you're really heading in some dark water here. Right. You need, you need to stop and discuss, you need to stop and figure out why you've been clean and sober for how long? Uh, it'll be five years, April 17th. Do you still have a craving? I do. Yeah. I mostly w- with the pain, mm-hmm. you know, and if, you know, I'm a triathlete now, so I do inflict a lot of pain on myself right, now. Right. But it, it, it's manageable pain, you know. Like it's, I I can feel it's a growth pain. Right. You know, after a, you know, after a two-hour run or a three-hour bike, you know, my back hurts, and I'm I'm able to say, okay, just lay down for a few minutes, or you know, take a break, just relax. You know. Jack has a question. Scotty, you talk about that uh, finally looking in the mirror and saying, now, for you, you had to make that decision that this is the time. Was it rehab after that decision? And then since rehab, if it was, uh, is there any type of counseling? I mean, you talk five years. Do you have any tune-ups? Or are you talking to anyone about this? Or is it just waking up one day at a time and trying to do your best? Uh, I can I can attribute a lot of it to the program. Um, I have a lot of friends that I'm, like I said, that are very readily available to talk to me at any time. Uh, it, it is a day at a time. I mean, it definitely is. I, I can also say that I lay a lot on my training that it's been a good solid, I want to say three years now that I've been totally, that's all that I think about and do now is train and when you're putting on those miles running, it, it it gives me that time to be in myself and and pick apart the the baloney from the right. from the real stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, did somebody recommend that? Hey, Scott, why don't you why don't you? 
try uh, a hobby or an activity or did how did the, how did the triathlons come about did you say maybe this you know will take my mind off the problems that I've had in the past with with addiction how did how did that come into being okay well i I believe that you know as as an addict, I have a pie, and if you take a piece of that pie away, being the using you you have to fill that pie mm-hmm. and I mean my poor wife. You can go to my house right now, and there's there's ten different failed pies. I mean, there's I've heard you talk about it. there's dollhouses mm-hmm. that are half built. There's coloring books, you know, that I colored for two months. Yeah. There's a numerous numerous Volkswagens were a hobby for a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's so many failed, and and my wife, bless her heart, she she would come in with me, hundred full force. Sure. Like because she saw it as a healthy. You know, and it this all started with we started with those mud runs. You know, every right, weekend right. we'd be traveling up and down the coast. You know, go get muddy and run for a couple hours, and then it led to one day I happened to be sitting at home and I saw that they had a triathlon, and I was like, "Oh, look at this! I bet you I could do that." And I, it beat me up, like it it was an hour and forty five minutes of the worst day of my life. <laughs> but you fell in love with it. I, I, I that's all I can think about. Yeah. Now. Good. No, is every second is I need to get better at triathlon. You're a pretty tough guy. I mean, anybody who's been through this, in my opinion, is tough. When they go through an experience like this, and they go through years of of addiction, and and then, you know, get engaged in that fight to to try to curb that addiction, even though they're always, you know, have a, you know, uh, whether they're recovering or whatever you want to call it. How do you respond to people who say, well, you know, you you just. Last week, when we had this other Mr. X on the air, you know, we get responses from people who I consider idiots, but they would still say, these are just weak people. These are people that can't, uh, you know, they make bad uh, moral decisions in their life. And and how, how do you respond to that? Or is, is it not even wor- worth responding to it at all? Uh, I do. I, I don't find... I, I, the, the point I'm trying to make is, I don't know of anyone, and I've known a few, I don't know of anyone who who... who who woke up one morning and said, I want to become a drug addict. I want to become right. addicted mm-hmm. to heroin or oxy or whatever the case might be. Is there, I do believe there's a lot of bad decisions for sure. I mean, it, I, I could tell you, I could probably tell you more bad decisions I made in those 10 years than the good ones. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, I definitely struggle also with the disease thing. It is, I do believe it's a disease. It's definitely a disease. It's a disease that needs to be treated. You know, I don't, but I also don't believe it needs to be, I don't believe you treat this disease with other medicines. Mm-hmm. And and that's, and nothing against people that do that because I do believe it helps people. But for me, whatever only, works for you. Yeah. What I need to do is get up at, I need to get up at three in the morning and go for a two hour run every day. Right. Because, you know, when I'm done, it, it humbles me and it puts me where I need to be. What do you think needs to be done overall? I mean, there is a crisis. There's a crisis in central Florida. It's worse in other parts of the nation as opposed to other, but it is a nationwide crisis. Right. And some are saying it's, it's getting even worse. I read a story today. They're having a, what they consider to be an ongoing crisis with people, uh, uh, being infected with hepatitis C because of dirty needles. There is also uh, an observation they believe there might be a resurgence in H- HIV because of, of dirty needles. 
where do you think as a recovering addict we need to go? What what needs to be done? Uh, I, Not everybody can do a triathlon. Yeah, I agree. You know? <laughs> Every I think I I've seen a lot more insurgence, I guess, of help. You know, I think it should be more readily like for people that can come and say, Hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there could be more venues for help, I guess. And, and I've heard in the past couple of years, you know, I'm not as into it, obviously, but I've definitely heard that they're harder. It's harder to come by them now. You know, all the, they've definitely shut down a lot of the, you know, the, they call them pill mills. But do you think people are, or so we're led to believe people have moved on to heroin because they can't obtain the pills like they used to. Correct. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's, it, it, it's, it may, it's harder to get them. So I think what's happening is the people that do have them aren't willing to get, give them up anymore because right. they can't get, you know, they can't, if they can't get what they need, they're not going to give them up. So Joe Schmo can right. get what he needs. All right. Let me get to the good stuff. All okay. right. Let's get to these triathlons. Yeah, all right. right. Uh-huh. What's your what's your what what do you call it? Uh, what's your body mass index? What are you? Oh, your, what's your yeah, body fat? What, your do you BMI. know what it is? What percent? Oh, sure. uh, I don't know. because it looks like you don't have any fat on no, you at all. No, I six percent or yeah, some damn yeah, thing. I'm, I'm pretty low. I I train pretty hard. I yeah. love it. Like you know, I it's just like I said. I found I finally found that one thing that you know makes my clock and your focus is on kona now for people who don't know about kona kona is like the Hawaii. top of the world when yeah. it comes to triathlons in hawaii and yes. it's a tough tough race i that wasn't in it i had no desire to do that after i did some of these i said i just don't want to do this crap anymore <laughs> so how many how many hours a week are you are you training uh as of right now uh i'm about i would say i average about 12 to 15 hours a yeah. week it depends on I have a coach now, so he right. keeps me. I have build weeks or I have uh, just recovery weeks. And, you know, during right now, it's I'm just trying to just keep my base, basically. You know, I'm kind of in the off season until, you know, I'm only doing that one race this year. So one big race. You know, You're not doing sprints or the smaller races? Yeah, I'm doing – I have a couple sprints on the but calendar. no big ones. No, no – no big half Ironmans or anything. I'm just I'm trying to put all my eggs in Panama City this year to try to get to the big. Race. So in Panama City, what do you have to do to be able to qualify for Kona? To qualify there in my age group, there's three spaces mm-hmm. they give out three spaces, and that's pretty much goes to one, two, or three of my age group, unless unless somebody already has a ticket. Right. You know they've already had their 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 invitation to Kona. So sometimes you get a trickle down, you know, if like say the guy that gets first place has already been, then it trickles down to fourth, gotcha. fifth, sixth. Now triathlon, of course, is it's uh, swimming, it's bike, and then it's running. What's the, what's the part that you like least? Mm. Uh, I like, I, I hated all of it. <laughs> you did. Every single, it sounds like you liked all of it. Every single mile. Yeah. I, nope. No, I really did kind of enjoy it. To a certain degree, I enjoyed maybe some of the training more than I enjoyed the races. Because yes. I knew I was going to get beat. Yeah. I was never, okay. never going to come in first. I love the training. I do. I But uh, I'm not going to lie. I love it when I step out of the water. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely pumped when I'm done with the swim. The bike is long. 
when you when you get Boring, into like maybe. a yeah, it's 120 miles. I mean, it's it makes for a long afternoon. But I love to run. So your first triathlon, did you swim in a in a speedo? Speedo, no, no. <laughs> I I love to look at that picture on Facebook because I was just ill prepared. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. A, I had cargo shorts on and you know yeah, yeah. a five dollar helmet with a six dollar bike. You know, shave your legs. Uh. No, I do. Not yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Felt good, didn't it? Yeah. It makes it a little. Yeah, it's that just, aerodynamic. I yeah. don't know if you're aerodynamic or whether it's more psychological. You think, I've shaved some hair off. I'm just smoother. Yeah. Oh, I'm, no, just, no. I'm smoother. Well, that's just silly, isn't I'm it? No, it's now. not. Yeah. This is why swimmers shave. All right, yeah. fine. Water yeah, will, it, water yeah. will collect on a hair and it, it'll, it'll drag it'll, you down. It will. All yeah. right. In two miles, they say it. there's a percentage of savings. Yes. You know. And I've also heard, like, even shifting gears, they have electronic gears now. Yeah. And they say in the time of a full Ironman, you're saving so much watts because you don't have to move your fingers. Go figure. Oh, yeah. brother. Yeah. I remember shaving my legs and my oh, wife yeah. said, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, baby, I got to take some time off. Yeah. I got to take some time off here. So Panama City's when? Uh, November 7th. Very good. Yeah. yeah. no, we wish you the best of luck, and we thank, thank you, you so very much. much for stopping by. Oh, thank you. You know, we just want to keep focusing on this as best we can for the remainder of the year, and maybe in some small way, you know, it can be a benefit to the mm-hmm. community. Thank you very much, and best of luck. We thank want to you, know how you. you do in Panama City, okay? I will, of course. All right, Scott. <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> All right. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Hey, let's get some news. By the way, thanks to Scott for dropping by and telling us about his experiences every Wednesday for the first 30 or 40 minutes, the first hour on the Phillips file. We'll pay attention to the opioid, opiate, and heroin crisis here in uh, Central Florida. We wish Scott the best of luck as he continues his journeys with his triathlons. He's in great shape, by the way. And also, anyone listening now who has a story that they feel they would like to contribute can contact Moira on uh, via email moira at realradio.fm that's m-o-i-r-a at realradio.fm he's almost as in good shape as i was almost oh you were the, the uh, i'm tell you mr olympia you were the cat's pajamas yeah. i'll tell you picture of health you were all right let's get some the news let's yeah, find out what, by the way breaking news from the orlando <laughs> sentinel they're reporting that two people have been been found stabbed to death at a motel near Kissimmee. So oh, try to follow up on Listen, uh, that story as well. That's some more news, Jim. Uh, Hard Rock International earlier this week said they were moving their corporate headquarters out of Orlando down to Fort Lauderdale, where the casino is, you know, yeah. that's run by the Seminoles. Uh-huh. Anyway, Hard Rock today filed a notice saying it's laying off about 185 people here in Orlando, which is the vast majority of the staff. Now, you know, the, the the local office will be completely closed by April, but they were supposedly relocating folks and all this kind of stuff. It turns out now very few Orlando employees made the uh, move to go south, so they are basically out of work ah. uh, with Hard Rock. Uh, a White House official, Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education, is getting a firsthand look at how students are coping at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School down in Parkland, Florida, after her visit with students and teachers down there, this uh, Betsy DeVos woman says it's time to make schools more secure. Now, students and parents are at odds with Ms. DeVos because she has thrown her support behind arming teachers. Teachers, vast majority no, of teachers, they don't want to do that. They don't want this. No. Uh, most Floridians, adult Floridians, parents, they don't want this either. So what are you going to, okay, teachers, what are you going to give it to Miss Hazel in the cafeteria, the cafeteria worker? The lady, She's going to no. pack heat. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. 
Uh, Betsy's, Joe the janitor. Betsy says, only those teachers who are thoroughly trained should be able to protect students in schools who opt to have this kind of protection. No. Uh, and uh, anyway, so that's... Now let's uh, just raise your taxes uh, so we can uh, get more revenue to mm-hmm. put more cops on campuses. Yeah. How would that be, among other things? Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not going to raise my taxes. No. Uh, law enforcement presence at St. Lucie County Schools, just a little bit south of here. Yeah. Between here and Fort Lauderdale, really. Uh, the, the law enforcement presence is being beefed up in St. Lucie County, Florida. The sheriff down there announced that every school in St. Lucie County is now being protected by at least one armed deputy. There were already two school resource officers at every high school, one at every middle school, and now there is one at every elementary school as well. The sheriff down there, whose name is Mascara. Mascara? Yeah, Sheriff Mascara, Ken Mascara. Like like the eyelash stuff, you know, like the cosmetic, says his office wanted to do something now to make sure parents and students feel safe because immediate solutions are not coming from what Washington. That's Italian. Hey, Pinky, come in and fix this screen. Mascara. Oh, man. Oh, look at that. didn't do anything. No, Moira. Moira obviously did it. The ceiling screwed it up. Oh, Oh, you should see what he left in here. Look at this. What is that? A rat? What is that? What do you think that is? I don't know. Is that a handcuff? What is it? I can't no, see it's it. It's a strap. For what? Well, maybe Pinkman can explain what, what it is. Ew, what are you putting it's there? Of, it's, it's I think a, you put a pair of things in there. No, no. Uh, no I think it's a, 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 a sexual device mm-hmm. that's meant to keep someone's lips uh, oh, open. It's a ball gag. Kind of, but no. I think the gag, you're not gagging on, I, I can't see. And the All ball right. is missing. Yeah. Somebody it's, must have swallowed it. Golly. <laughs> Jim, students continue to make their presence felt as we continue our stories about guns and kids and school safety and all that. Students are making their presence felt in Tallahassee, continuing on with this as lawmakers debate guns and schools. While the Florida House considered a school safety package yesterday, a group of students held what they called a die-in in the state capitol rotunda, lying on the floor for 17 minutes to remember the 17 people mm. who died at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. They repeatedly chanted, our people are dying, but most lawmakers pretty much stepped over them, ignored them, and that was the end of that. When is the uh, when is the House vote? Do uh, we know? Because no. the session's coming. Thanks. It's uh, a week. The session's coming to an end pretty soon. Yeah, that's true. Next week. They, they well, won't do anything. Orange County Sheriff's deputies are getting a weapons upgrade. Orange County commissioners voted yesterday to spend about $250,000 to buy 150 military-grade assault rifles. Sheriff Jerry Deming says the M4s will mainly go to deputies who are first responders but might also be used to arm school resource officers. Sheriff Demings eventually wants every deputy to have one, a request he says made he made it even before the shooting in Parkland. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't, have, any, I don't have a problem That's with that. It's law no. enforcement. I don't mm-hmm. have a problem with that. Righto. Lake yeah, I, I wouldn't expect a school resource officer to be patrolling the hallways with a, a military rifle, assault rifle. Right. You know, an M4. Slinged over his shoulder, mm-hmm. but kept in a place where he, can, he or she can get to it. Right. I don't know if you've heard of the little town of Lake Hamilton, Florida. Yeah. It's in Polk County. This little Lake Hamilton mm-hmm. is one step closer to doing what no other town in Polk County has done. The town council there in Lake Hamilton voted last night to ban marijuana dispensaries. Even though medical marijuana is legal in Florida, local governments have the right to restrict the dispensaries. So the measure now go, you know, they have to look at it one more time. They're not smoking marijuana at Lake Hamilton. If they're not, I don't know what they're doing down there. Yeah. Uh, If it passes next time, uh, according to the 
what would it be, the Lakeland Ledger, the newspaper down there? That's yeah, a good newspaper. Yeah, Lake Hamilton will be the first city or town in Polk County to ban it altogether. No medical marijuana at That's all. strange. You know, Lakeland is a little bit more progressive than the rest of Polk County. Oh, yeah. It's a weird place, that Polk County. Yeah. With all due respect to you Polk Countyans. <laughs> is that a thing? Polk Countyans? <laughs> I don't know what else you would. All right, I don't Certainly know. not Laotians. Oh, don't even start with me. From people, Laos? From, people from Laos are what? Are they what are they're what Laotian? Are, yeah, Laotian. Sure. Yeah, because yes. they're not lotions. No, they're not lotion, and, and they're, they're not Laosans. They, they're not Lausers. How about Lausers? <laughs> no, they're not Lausers or Lausies. Lassos. Yeah, they're not. They're you know, Laotian. Like Chinese, yes. they said, aren't they Lausies? No, they're not. So, ugh, don't even get me started. Florida would stay on daylight savings time all year long under a bill approved now by the state Senate and sent to the governor for his signature. I like that idea. Seems weird. I'm... I like the change of time. It's a change of season for us in Florida. And it happens this weekend. Yes. We're springing we spring ahead. ahead. Too early. However. But they say we won't fall back if Governor Scott signs it. Correct. Now, so we're going to lose an hour. Yeah, but then we're off with the rest of the Eastern well, Seaboard. This is, this is what's coming up in this news story, actually. Remember how Jackson? Otto used to get so torqued? Uh, we're losing you, you an hour. Save an hour. We're not losing, losing anything. Anyway. None of that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're losing an hour. Mm-hmm. Of course we are. This weekend we're losing sleep, that's for sure. You're springing forward, right? Yeah, spring forward. You're going to lose an hour. You lose Wait. two all of a sudden. Bink, it's what? three. It is. You lose an hour. Look, I don't if they like say it. If it's 3 a.m. and all of a sudden your Bink clock, you change it to 4, you've lost an hour. That's right. He was insane. I know. But even if the governor signs this measure in Tallahassee, Congress would have to change federal law to allow us to do this. The move would leave Florida, as Jack just described, as the only state in the eastern United States that will not turn the clocks back in the fall. Daylight savings time begins at 2 a.m. on Sunday. Boy, they're doing a crackerjack job up in Tallahassee, aren't aren't they? Declaring uh, porno a public health hazard and uh, dicking around with uh, daylight saving time. Mm -mm. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. A brother and sister are in the hospital after a small plane they were flying in crashed into a mobile home in New Smyrna Beach. Volusia hey, County. Hey, 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 they had quite the May Day. Uh, mm. The single-engine Piper aircraft was preparing to land yeah. when it clipped Where? some trees and crashed in New Smyrna. Oh, no, I've, I've flown into there. No one inside the residence was injured, but the twenty the twenty one year old's injuries were critical. The twenty three year old brother. <laughs> Uh, was in serious condition. The two people, the brother and sister in that plane, are not in good shape, at least this I afternoon. I used to get a little confused about what airport are we landing at? It's like Podunk. Wait. During my instruction. My oh. sorry, said, I'm not telling you. Oh. Well, what is it? New it, Smyrna Deland. Where are we? It's called Massey Ranch Air Park. I don't know where that is. It's in New Smyrna Beach, it says. Flying's fun. It's the landing you couldn't get a hold of. I could <laughs> No, I couldn't. I admitted, I've, I've admitted it a thousand times. Too low, too low, too couldn't low. Do it. Oh, that Just, I don't want to talk to you. And I don't even talk to the I think I've got to resolve that. I've got to resolve that. Yeah, I can't but, talk uh, to you. But landing. One niner. 5-1-9-er. Nah. Remember? You wanted to talk to the tower and you were afraid? Yeah, you I was afraid they were going to make fun of me. Yeah, see. I didn't know what to say to them. Yes, he told you what to say. Say we're ready for takeoff. 5 one or whatever you said. <laughs> And you wouldn't do well, you it. You got a lot of things going on. Because then you got to turn the plane around. Then you got to get. You got to check the speed of the yes. of the prop and mm. all this hazaries going on. Too much going on for me. Some people are equipped to do that kind of stuff. Multitasking, yeah. Others are not. I'm the latter. Yeah. Too many dials. Too many switches. Too many people talking. 
One at a time, please. You think I'd be used to it by doing this program? Yes. <laughs> yeah. See lots what he said there, Pinkman. Lots of things happening. Hey, one at a time, Mo. Oh, sorry. The process <laughs> of narrowing down the jury pool to fifty-six hey, people. Hey, <laughs> Welcome to my life. The process of narrowing down the jury pool to fifty-six people is now past the halfway point in the Pulse nightclub trial. Testimony will begin as soon as next week if they can finally seat a jury. Prosecutors are trying to hope that Noor Salman knew that her husband, the shooter of Pulse. Mm. They knew about his plan. They think that she knew about his plan and helped him prepare for the shooting that killed 49 souls here in Orlando and Awful. wounded more than 50 others. It's the anniversary. Of the, I, mean, I hate to use that word, but what's, it's what's the It's June date? 12th. Ugh. Coming up. God, time flies. Uh, I can't believe it. Right, let me take a, get, Give us some more... birthdays because oh. I'm up against the All clock. Right. We'll get some more news after the All break. Right. Oh, well, let me also tell you that today is the food day. All right. It's every day is a food day, but today is March 7th. Crown roast of pork day. I know you like that. It's like a roast pork, crown roast of pork. I don't know. Is that a thing? But it's also, forget the crown roast of pork. Okay. Today is a great day, and we could talk about this. Today is National Cereal Day. Ooh. There is nothing wrong with a bowl of cereal. And I will tell you that. What's your favorite? I I haven't had cereal in about five years. But I was. Neither have I. I was thinking about the other day. I was just sitting around saying. It was at night, and it's like kind of, you know, I'd I want a bowl, like of cereal. To have a bowl of Wheaties. So my new cereal, I want to know, is it a cereal? What, what is, is it? it? It's granola, but it's like a granola cereal. It's cereal. No. That's yeah, cereal. But is it cereal? You put milk on it? Yeah, no, yeah, 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 totally. Milk? Milk? No. Put milk on I it? I put almond juice. Ugh, that's not <laughs> milk. That's just moist granola. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> that's just that's no, gross, it's, and it's gray. It's, it's actually, like orange. It's like white it's gray. Excellent. You're going to get boobies. No, I am not. There's no, no soy. soy. No, it's not soy milk. <laughs> it's almond. almond milk. Oh, almond. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to get a third booby. You're going to get, yeah, something's going to happen to your <laughs> Hold nuts. Hold on to your birthdays. We'll get to the birthdays after the break. I it's the birthdays. Phillips File yeah. on Real Radio 104.1. Spring forward this weekend, or in case you've never heard that phrase before. No, wait, stop. Stop. What's the problem? Liner police. That was an improper setup. Was it that bad? Nobody has not heard that phrase before. So what now? Tell people to fix their clocks and shut up. Okay. Hack. Turn your clocks ahead one hour. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now here's your ever excited host, Jim Phillips. Hey, we need somebody to go up against Pinkman in this bonus round of Closest to the pin. I didn't promo it before the break, but that's what we're doing uh, right now. It's your opportunity to win that You Matter business card, which is red on one side, white on the other, on the red side, by the way. In white black letters, it says You Matter. And if you win that card by defeating Pinkman in this round, you will have good fortune for the rest of your life. That's according to the gypsy women, who also say if you lose 24 hours of bad luck, I'm sorry, that's life. You're going to have to deal with it, okay? So, uh... We'll go from there. Take a couple. While of we're seconds. waiting for that, do you want to do birthdays? Sure, let's All do right. some birthdays. Happy, happy birthday today! It's March seventh, yeah, twenty eighteen. To Brian Cranston. I'll pass. Oh, I'll pass. Uh, do you know? No, I'll no. Pass. Uh, Brian Cranston. I'm guessing in the sixties. I will go sixty-four. Pinkman, Pinkman, guess Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. Jack What'd said 64. 62. On the dot right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. Right on the money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah, poo yeah, yeah. and all that. Kapooyah! Kapooyah! 
Yeah. Yes. Okay. How about this? Uh, yeah, how comedian about... Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Wanda. Ooh, drink man. Drink man. Ooh. You're up. She is Ooh. 56. 58? 57? Pinkman, 54. All right. Yeah, her dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the actress from Orange is the New Black, the one who was on that 70s show, Laura Prepon. Oh, yeah. The tall you know, the dark-haired one? Yeah. The dark hair with the glasses. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Super yeah. tall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she was married to, what's his name, the musician. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, you nailed it. I don't know what yeah, that means. That was one she guy. married to a musician? Lead Some... singer for... Fish. I don't want to look it up yet because I don't want to get the. If it's fish, I'm right. taking ten points. Fish with I'll a ph. Gu- fish. Yeah. Okay. I'll guess and then look it up. All right, Laura uh, Prepon. I'm gonna go thirty-eight. On the dot. What? Get yeah. out. Yes. What a Jeez. time to be alive. Yeah. Sweep, son. Sweep, and that's the Lottie da. And I have more news later. All right. Thank you, <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I'm Maybe just, you I, don't. No, but I do. But uh, I Vince really is do. on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the thing. Kind of thing. It's a very busy day. Wednesday's on the fire. Plus, we had Scott come in as we try to focus some of our attention, at least, on the opioid and heroin crisis in Central Florida. And we wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors. He's into triathlons now. He says that's part of the... You know, part of the, not the struggle, but it's really taken up, uh, you know, in his recovery process. And he's doing really well because w- does, wins in his, or comes close to winning in his age class in Panama City. He'll be able to go to Kona, which is the big triathlon, mm-hmm. as big we call brother. it. Oh, I. Oh, what? Mahalo, uh, oh, brother. You got that right, brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, Laura Prebon is with Ben Foster, who was in that Hell or High Water movie. Which one was he? He was the one that wasn't Chris Pine. Oh, he was the badass. Brother. Yeah, the the little kind of yeah, gangly know. dude. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. That guy. All right, Vince, you ready to play? Uh, Mr. Pinkman, yeah. you go to the soundproof booth. We'll bring okay. you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap. How are you, Vince? Doing good, sir. How are you? Uh, not bad. I got 10 questions for you. You know how we play this game. Uh, just answer to the best of your ability, okay? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Vince, Gary Cohn has resigned as the president's chief economic advisor, but how old is late-night host Conan O'Brien? Conan is 61. The movie Conan the Barbarian was released in what year? Seventy-four. Arnold Schwarzenegger won the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding contest how many times? Five. In feet, what's the elevation of Mount Olympus in Washington State? 9,000. President George Washington died at what age? 60. All the President's Men was a movie about the Washington Post and Watergate. The Watergate break-in took place in what year? 64. President Richard Nixon was forced to resign because of Watergate. Nixon died at what age? 73. Richard III of England was coronated king in what year? 1820. How tall is actor Richard Dreyfus? Six foot three. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Richard Dreyfus was a crow in Brooklyn, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? 483. Time. There you go. All right. Hold on, Vince. Mm-hmm. 483. All right. Any mile within 25? Yeah, within, within what? Within 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pinkman. 
Now, his handicap is now 20. But we allow him to roll the dice. Whatever that number he rolls will take off 20, and that will be his handicap for this afternoon. Pair of standard dice, 12 max. Mr. Pinkman, if you'll roll those dice, please. All right. Oh, good sound. (laughs) Roll the five. Ooh, a 15-second handicap. Are you ready? you got 10 questions for you. Yes. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky Gary Cohn has resigned as the president's chief economic advisor, but how old is late-night television host Conan O'Brien? 46. The movie Conan the Barbarian was released in what year? Uh, 1982. Arnold Schwarzenegger won the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding contest how many times? Four. In feet, what's the elevation of Mount Olympus in Washington State? Uh, 2,300. President George Washington died at what age? Uh, That would be 47. All the President's Men was a movie about the Washington Post and Watergate. The Watergate break-in took place in what year? 1967. President Richard Nixon was forced to resign because of Watergate. Nixon died at what age? Uh, 68. Richard III of England was coronated king in what year? That would have been 1831. How tall is actor Richard Dreyfus? He is 5 foot 8. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Richard Dreyfus was a crow in Brooklyn, his birthplace, you would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? Uh, 231. Time. Oh, boy. There we go. Let's score this game. Mm-hmm. Gary Cohn, he's resigned, but how old is Conan O'Brien? Vince said. 61. Pinkman. 46. He's 54. Seven, and that's eight. I'm sorry, it's Vince. Damn it. The movie Conan the Barbarian, released in what year, Vince said? 74. Pinkman. 82. Right on the money, 1982. Oh, Pinky. Yes. Came back. won the Mr. Olympia bodybuilding contest how many times, Vince said? Five. Pinkman. Four. Seven. One oh, seven times. Oh, cattle. Yeah. Ooh, tied up. In feet, what's the elevation of Mount Olympus in Washington State, Vince said? 9,000. Pinkman. 2,300. 7,980. That's Vince. Damn. President George Washington died at what age? Vince said. 60. Pinkman. 47. 67. The Pinkman. Water, yeah, water, yeah, I'm doing so hot. Watergate break-in oh, took place in what year, Vince said? 64. Pinkman. 67. 1972. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon died at what age? Vince said. 73. Pinkman. 68. 81. Mm-hmm. Vince takes a commanding lead. Richard III of England coronated king in what year, Vince said? 1820. Pinkman. 1831. Not too far off. 1483. Oof. Vince. I know. We don't know their royalty. Okay, whatever. How tall is Richard Dreyfus? Vince said. Six, three. Whoops. Pinkman. Five, eight. He's five, five. What? Five, oh. five. Holy cow. Well, it comes down to this. It's one, two, three, four, five. It's six to four. Oh, Vince is in the man. lead. So if Pinkman gets this one on the dot, he, he wins, uh, or otherwise he has to get it within 25. Yeah, get it within 25, you went outright. If Richard Dreyfus was a crow in Brooklyn, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Wilmington, Delaware? Now, Vince said... 483 miles. Pinkman said... 231. Now, in fact, uh, Richard Dreyfus would have to fly a mere 126 miles. Well, Pinkman gets it, but not enough. Not and enough. Vince wins the game. Oh, Another Pinky. win for the contestants. Good job, Vince. You're going to get that card. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes. Yeah, once we made it harder, he's uh, not going to Well... It matter. The fair, no, because the time-wise, Pinkman actually would have won by two seconds. Oh. With the 15-second handicap. Yeah. I think he just crumbled under the pressure. <laughs> Richard Drive is 5'5". Mm-hmm. Who knew? 
He looks so much taller in Jaws. I didn't think so. Looks, I, didn't, well, I didn't think he was six feet. No. Looks no, no, so no, no, no. much I thought it might have been five seven, five eight. Remember when he spoke here and he was so <laughs> awful? Where? No. Here in Orlando. When? Oh, my God. He spoke to somebody, and he was just, he was horrific. I think he was speaking to Planned Parenthood. He was speaking to somebody. never mentioned the cause. Never, you know, he was just, he was just awful. Really? Oh, my God. I think he, he and Cheryl Hines are on a talking tour. No. <laughs> the two of them. Who was that guy that spoke to the Jewish Community Center one time? Alan... Ricking. Oh, the... Wasn't an Alan King? Was Alan Wasn't King? he drunk? I don't think he was drunk. I thought no. you told me he was drunk. And no, then I never said that. And then asleep on the dais. That's no. Moira. I, I, no, I never said Real that. Radio. I do FM. remember there was some controversy when he spoke, but I don't remember what it was. What was it? He was talking about Milton Berle schlong? Oh, I think everybody talks about that. I think they do now, ever since Milton talked about it with Howard. Yeah. It was quite the conversation piece, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. quite a piece. Oh, boy, it was, yeah. A piece and a half. Yeah, I thought Alan King, uh, something with Alan King. Somebody else texts us. Mm-hmm. Or one of your Mahjong Oh, they know friends. all about Milton Berle, I bet, yeah. No, I mean, mm-hmm. Alan King, what happened with Alan King? He was in town for something. Years and years, and everybody's going, who's Alan King? No, oh. comedian Alan King. Everybody knew. I mean, oh, he was Alan yeah, King. He was at a friendly room. You don't know every- Alan King. Oh, you think I don't know I never Alan thought he King. was that funny. Well, he was on Maybe all the was talk the shows and all in Las Vegas and all that. Borscht and Belt type of comedian. Totally right. And uh, he was a big Las Vegas comedian and all, whatever. And 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 uh, talk shows, chat shows, whatever you want to say. And uh, yeah, I do remember him uh, speaking here locally to the JCC or the Federation or somebody. And there was some controversy. I can't recall what it was. Yeah, I think he was stewed. No. <laughs> I don't recall any of that. I do. I think he got, no. I think he got really. Is he alive? Alan King? No. Yeah. Oh, no, so no. this is cool. What? We're not defaming him. Uh, no. No, I didn't say he was an alcoholic. I just thought he was drunk. No, Mo said that. No, I never said that. I don't even remember what the controversy Off the was. Air you said. Oh, my God. You said he showed up and his face was so red it was obvious what was going on. No. I heard it. I loved him in Casino and also Rush Hour, too. Aren't you supposed to stick together, members of the tribe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he doing in Casino? What did he do? Was it a cameo appearance? What mm-hmm. was it? Where did he, what character did he play? Himself. Uh, let's find out. Was he, in, <laughs> was he in It's a Mad, 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 Mad? He played no. someone named Andy Stone in the film Casino. No, it was, uh, what's his name from early TV? That the Ernie Phil Co- Silvers. No, it was Ernie Kovacs. Thank you. Oh, Points. yes. Wasn't Phil Silvers Points. in it? Was only Phil Silvers okay, was in it. thank you. Points. Yeah, but it was, you're thinking about Ernie Kovacs. No, I Phil wasn't. Silvers I was about Phil Silvers. Phil Silvers was never a stand-up comedian. Ernie oh, horse, Kovacs. horse hockey. Sorry, Mo, we're taking your points away. You're telling me oh. that he was a stand-up comedian? Phil Silvers? No, Phil sorry. Phil Silvers. Yeah, the Phil yes. Silvers show. Phil Silvers. He Sergeant Bilko on TV. It's he the Phillips file on real. Saying. Yeah, no, he was funny, and I get points for that. He for, wasn't as funny as Ernie Kovacs. Points reinstated. And Ernie Kovacs right had a much prettier wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Now, what's your name? Who? It's the Rose fil- Marie? No, it was... Uh... Oh, oh thanks. Snapping. Now you're snapping. sending us overtime. Yeah, that's my question. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Oh, boy. Making magic out of 140 characters or less at Real Radio 104.1. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. 
The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. That wasn't Ernie Kovacs. It was Sid Caesar, and it's a mad, 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 mad world. But uh, Edie Adams played Sid Caesar's wife in that. uh... So we're totally going to have to take away the points you awarded yourself. Yeah, you're going to have to. And double them and give them to Moira. Thank you. Phil Silvers. Points. What about Phil Silvers? I don't know. He's in a mad, 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 mad world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Mickey Rooney. He was. That's right. uh, And Dick Sean. I do remember Dick Sean. Yeah, Dick, Dick, yeah, yeah. Dick Sean was in that movie. Spencer Tracy was in that movie. A lot of pe- famous people. Did I say so Mickey was, Rooney already? What's his name? The heavyset one. Who? Uh, yeah. Jonathan Winters was yes, in that movie. Yes, that's who I meant. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Oh, we're taking Moyer's points away for identifying someone by weight. The English actor with the space in his teeth. Terry Thomas oh, was yeah. in the that, movie. That's Jack, what's in your audio file? Oh, Jim, I'm glad you asked. Today it's sponsored by What the Hell Did Angel Leave in the Studio? You can see a picture of it on the Real Radio Facebook page, the Real Radio Instagram account, or Real Radio 1041 Twitter account. That We're not quite... sexual toy over there. Yeah, it's something. Angel, what up, Loco? What's up, Loco? Here we go with the audio file today. Is it Loco or Locos? Well, Loco would be singular. He's one person. What's See. up, Loco? What's oh, up, Loco. crazy? Uh, I Locos. thought he says, what's up, Locos? Yeah, yeah. to when he's Every broadcasting to a group of people. Nice. Hey, crazies. Right? See. Mm-hmm. See. Lo siento. Silver. Uh, a storm is a brewing. Phil Again. Silver. Oh, what? No, up Phil- in the Northeast, yeah. Yes. It's not as bad as that bomb tornado, whatever they called that last week. Yeah, they always come up with these strange weather names, but here's Michael Clendenin. From the, uh, you guys know who Con Ed is, Moira? You probably yeah. do, right? I do. It's, the company. it's the electric company. Yeah, Con Edison is the electric company up in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are working because they had that major storm come through, knocks out all the power. New storm is coming through. It's going to move through a little more quickly, but it's going to drop a lot more snow. Ugh. Meanwhile, a lot of people, they don't even have heat right We've now. We've got 400 mutual aid crews right now. We expect even more to come in um, as the days go on because we know this other storm is coming. It's called thunder snow. That's what they're calling this one. Yeah, Jim Cantore loves it. Yeah. yeah, he loves thunder snow. He said. Oh, I think Jim Cantore loves all severe weather. Well, that's true. He does. Because everyone mentions Jim Cantore. Mm-hmm. He Sorry, does. I meant now, Blim Bandore. I moved down here. I was ooh, twenty-two. I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty-two years living up in New Jersey. Yeah. Freezing temperatures every winter. Of course. I do not remember ever. Concerning myself with the pipes and leaving water running. And I'm wondering, is it different up there than it is down here? Because I know down here. You have more exposed pipes down here. Huh? You have more exposed pipes down here, especially if you have wells and things like that. So that's what, like here, you're supposed to, like, if it's going to be below freezing, you kind of leave the water on a drip so it doesn't freeze. Yes, you do. But up north, you don't have to. I have a bigger question than that. Uh, When you moved down here, did you have an accent like that guy with Con Ed? Yes, I did. I congratulate you on getting rid of that accent. I met the program director at WA1A over in Melbourne. And I was trying to get a job, and she's like, you're going to have to lose the accent. So then I practiced reading aloud and pronouncing each and every word. Did a good job. Sign here. Got a couple, two, three songs for you coming up. Sign hey, right here. You don't like it? Hey. I'll Look talk to Mr. Pizzerino, you. you know, who I served pizza to at the diet, right? 104.1, the ravioli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the name of the guy hey, you Mr. served? Mr. Stradjali, you want mm-hmm. another Diet Coke? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's hear how close you guys are. Here's New York resident 
Steve Pantaleo oh, on yeah. fears oh, of this looming storm. I'm just worried about the pipes breaking, but hopefully it doesn't get too much lower in here, the temperature. Yeah, temperature. Depending on when they put the power back on. Yeah. Oh, put the power do, back yeah. on, yeah. Oh, it break some heads. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My friend's a longshoreman. Oh, look at this. You got I'll this. Oh, speaking of longshoremen, along the coast in Massachusetts, Ooh. you see these... That was some segue, I have to tell you. I'm wicked waves. Oh, wicked waves. I mean, so... Up to the roofs of houses, oh, yeah. these waves were coming in on that last storm, washing away the beach, and it's the seawall, because they lose the seawall, then what happens after that? What's it? The housing and the property along the coast? Oh, yeah. Bye-bye. Coming into it's a barrier beach, and uh, we lose the seawall, and you start losing ground, and you start losing houses. Coming into Buzzards Bay. Next thing you know, your chowd is diluted, and oh, you can't eat it. Oh, my God. Lobster, lobster, lobster. I thought it was tied up to Mary B. Boston. Oh. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Sign here. <laughs> this is so sad. What? <laughs> Sadly <laughs> awesome. It's sort of not. You know. <laughs> anyway, we move on. Uh, let's uh, let's say let's take a trip by the nation's capital to see what's happening. Now, Wait. here's the deal. What's Wait, not wait. No, let's do this. Let's do this. Here's something nice about President Trump. <laughs> How long did you have to search for this? If <laughs> I keep it ready, Damn. if um, hmm. if he could pull this off, it would be considered a monumental move. The rumors, and I don't know how true they are, but North Korea in negotiations with South Korea, and you thought the fact that they would have to denuclearize would be. It's a non-starter for them, apparently. Yes. However, we're also saying that's what we must have. But if he could pull that off, and there were rumors that they were considering it, yeah. that would actually be something I think the whole world would have to say, well done, President Trump. It's a very tenuous situation. It's going to, going to be very interesting to see what happens. Very interesting to see very what incisive. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Commander-in-Chief. Oh, very he's got, incisive. He's got it all going on. He there. said he spoke we're to We're prepared North- to go whichever path is necessary. I think we're having very good dialogue. Very good dialogue. Very good he said dialogue. he spoke to North Korea, and, and they were excited about the talks, and then it turns out that he was speaking to South Korea. <laughs> he was speaking to the wrong country. That was something nice about Trump. He knew it was close. He knew it was Korea, but he didn't know hey, which one yeah, the message he was on, speaking okay. to. He thought he was talking to North Korea. So the same guys, right? You know, nope. just uh, pass on the message. So he talked South Korea into giving up their nuclear arsenal. They don't have... Oh, for Pete's sake. Anyway... He made a big deal. I talked to North Korea, I, you know, whatever. And then it turns out, no, he did not talk to North Korea. He was speaking to the president of South Korea. But you don't know. No, that's what we do know. I nah, say we triple the pay for a whole picks and get her back in there. <laughs> oh, no, uh, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To hell in a handbasket. She, uh, she's the one that could mm. keep him settled down. I don't know. Well, he says he likes chaos, Jim. He they does. say the White House yeah, is in okay. chaos. He said it's not chaos, but then he, he says he likes chaos and likes conflict. Yes, he does. However, the people around him don't seem to like it as much because they are Pros. leaving. Huh? Well, I don't know. Every time they show someone else leaving, they have to make the picture smaller and smaller so they could fit them all on the screen mm-hmm. at the right. same time. Um, so it, it, it's a bunch, but... You know, the the whole Russia investigation kind of looms large. Oh, and the president finally, 
admitted to Russia, Russia meddling, but then quickly wanted to minimize it by saying, hey, a bunch of people were doing it. Remember the 300-pound guy in, uh, the basement, pounds, right, in his basement or something yeah. on his couch in anyway, his bedroom or something? here's the president talking about that. The Russians had no impact on our votes whatsoever, uh, but... Certainly there was meddling and probably there was meddling from other countries and maybe other individuals. You don't get it, do you? How many people, those people nowadays get their news from Facebook and Twitter. And uh, Russian operatives were using Facebook and Twitter to set up these bots. And you think that some Americans didn't pay attention to some of those messages being delivered via Facebook and Twitter and decide, hey, I'm going to vote for this. Come on, wake up. His own administration. Lost like votes. All his, says Russia his own administration yeah, okay. says that Russia even Whatever. accessed he's some. An idiot. Some. <laughs> um, he really is. Stop. Oh no, yes, he he's an idiot. I'm not going to make it. You know, I'm just That's saying. Jim but Phillips I'm just, no, I'm just saying what most uh, Americans now believe. Sorry, Jack. I just had to get that in. I'll get in it again. He's an idiot. Ivey. <laughs> Wasn't me. His own. Okay, Shaggy. His own. <laughs> Uh, uh, administration said the uh, Russian operatives even accessed the uh, the voting agencies in several cities. They say no votes were changed that they they tell us. Mm-hmm. However, they actually penetrated their computer systems. Got to go to paper ballots. I definitely to paper ballot and, backup. And I tell you, it was the one thing back after two thousand with the whole hanging Chad controversy. Uh-huh. And, and it's the one thing that Seminole uh, uh, County Elections uh, Commissioner... Uh, you mean no, Mike Ertel? Mike Ertel. Supervisor of elections. Supervisor of elections. Thank you, Mo. And uh-huh. it's the one thing he I, I have asked for all along, and he has always paper maintained ballot. that it's something we need, a, a paper backup. Even if it's you use the electronic system or you, we have the... You fill in the oval and yeah. then there's an optical scanner that reads it. Right. There keeps a paper transaction, so you actually can go back and look at what the votes were cast. Matter of fact, the president counted. is recommending that. So there, he said something nice about the president. Can we hit that thing? That was something nice about President Trump. I agree with him. There should be a paper ballot backup. Anyway, he's not concerned about Russia meddling. Of course he's not. And I think you have to be uh, really watching very closely. You don't want your system of votes to be compromised in any way. See, we're on the same page there, right? Got to watch closely. We don't want the system compromised. We three- won't allow that to happen. We're doing a very, very deep study, and we're coming out with some, I think, very strong suggestions on the 18 election. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, we should have that in by the 2020. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's look right. into it after you get your clock cleaned. More than- after the Republican Party gets their clock cleaned this fall. All right, before I make a confession, let's move over to the world of entertainment. Now we're talking. Jimmy Kimmel hosted again the uh, the Oscars, uh, and he was on a podcast where he talked about an idea he had for a prank, because as you know, it was at the end of last year's ceremony, the mix-up of the envelopes for Best Picture, mm-hmm. and it was Warren Beatty and, and Faye Dunaway. Or Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, and they, you know, were given the wrong envelope, announced the wrong film, so it was all, you know, confusing. And so yeah. they brought him back this year. Right. So Jimmy Kimmel uh, talking to Bill Simmons on his podcast, talking about a prank that he wanted to play on them. Just before Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway came out, oh, no. it occurred to me. Well, first of all, I thought it would be great to if I just walked out there and just threw like four hundred envelopes. At them. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't know which one was which, but. <laughs> Then it hit me, and I ran back, and I said to Sal, I said, Sal, 
you got to, when Warren, just before he opens that envelope, race out there, snatch it, and keep running until morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's his cousin, Sal. Yeah, who always, you know, if you want someone to kind of poke the bear, he puts him out there. Usually yeah. on the street, when it, someone's going to be cringe, yeah, awkward, and, 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 and get in people's faces, it's usually Sal. But uh, he didn't do it, and I'm not sure how that would have went over had he gone done over. it. Gone over. Oh, could have gone over well. No, or good. You said it went over. It wouldn't have went good. It could have went good, yeah. <laughs> would not have went oh good. Oh, my God. So because of the Oscars, <laughs> I watched the Oscars, and they were on ABC. Yeah, they were, ABC. So I turned my television on last night. Yeah. Guess what network is on? ABC. Fox. Fox. No, ABC. ABC, I said, points. <sighs> Taking okay. points away. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the stretch mode. <laughs> Everybody know. gets points for nonsense, and I try one time for points, I get nothing. Oh, we get points for the hard stuff. That was, come on, that yeah. was easy. You said the wrong answer. Well, I wasn't you? looking for points. Oh, I was. So I turned my TV on, and what's on? And I can't believe I actually invested, what? I'm going to say 10 minutes the into bachelor. this. The Bachelor. The bachelor. <laughs> Oh my God! Come Stop on, man. It. Come What's on, your man. Turn in your man card. The Bachelor. So, um, so this guy, this Aries guy, the race car driver, he's down to two. He breaks up with one, proposes to the I the broke other this one. Story yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think know, that's I what you know. So I had some backstory. Everybody's talking about when it came on. Then he goes breaks up with her and goes back to the other one. Oh, oh man. That's crazy. So would Lauren take him back after being dumped on Do national television? you hear yourself, television? Jack Bradshaw? Do you I hear love yourself? you so much. And I want to do this in front of everyone because I want to show you that I should have done this a long time ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, Elizabeth Burnham, will you marry me? Definitely. This is why the Chinese are kicking our ass. This so is when it, when he when he was going for one, then said no and went to the yeah. other one. Then he said no to her and went back to the first one. Well, he no. proposed to two different women and they both said yes. So he proposed. He broke up with one girl. They were, you know, at the end of the show, he's down to two bachelorettes. He breaks up with one, although he loves her. And then he proposes to the other one. And then months go he by. He he made a mistake. Realizes he made a mistake. Breaks up with her. And then <laughs> last night proposes to the other one. Uh. Jim, it was the most dramatic Bachelor finale ever. However, according to Jimmy Fallon, good work, Jimmy. They all are. Here's a supercut of them promoting each and every Bachelor finale. One of the most dramatic and surprising finales we've ever had. The wildest season in Bachelor history. The most dramatic finale ever. Something that has never happened before in Bachelor history. Tonight is all going to play out in a way that you've never seen before on this or any other TV show. <laughs> and we all know about the uh, the art of hype. And uh, it's sure enough for The Bachelor. But Jim, it was crazy. But I only watched 10 minutes and then... Okay, sounds sure, like you watched yeah. quite a bit of yeah, it. Yeah, right, okay. No, I got most of my story mm-hmm. from news. Got all news. the names down, got everything down. Ari. You got the right network. Ari. He's a race car driver, I think a Formula One driver. No, that was Jerry. Damn it. You too. <laughs> all right. Um, oh, wait. I think that's it. Oh, no, I got one more for you. Tell me what this is. 
You know exactly what that is. Oh, tell me. That's a, that's a uh, uh, an elk mating call. <gasps> you have no idea. Really, you have no idea. That's it's not that. Oh, <laughs> it's something some kind of mating call. It sounds like a beagle. It's not a beagle. It's Moose. a dog. I I, I don't identify the the uh, the brands. What kind the of brand breed. of dog? The it's brand. not a brand of yeah. dog. It's a breed of dog. I like one of those Campbell's uh, dogs and then uh, yeah, some you know, one of those dog. Chips Ahoy dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. So you can look at the video. It's at realradio.fm. Click on the Phillips file. Tell me what kind of brand it is. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, the his name is Low. Low's Majestic Howl. And the video, you can see the little dog out. And we leave you. That's your audio file for today. My dog sounds like that sometimes. Oh, my God. Beagles, I think, howl a lot. That's what I said. Uh, Operator, give me the... What's the number for the pound? It's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Virginia boy was kicked off the bus for bullying and his father decided to teach him a lesson by making him run to school instead. Good dad. He'll learn his lesson and have killer calves at the end. Next, an Australian woman found the world's oldest message in a bottle. It dates back 132 years and was used by the Germans in a 69-year experiment to track ocean currents. Crikey. I wonder if it contained the oldest Wiener Schnitzel recipe known to man. Finally, After handing her phone to her two-year-old to watch videos, a mom says her son locked her out of her phone for 47 years. At least it'll be a fun time capsule of what her life used to be like when she opens it in the future. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Phillips file for a Wednesday. Is today Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Thanks to Scott for stopping by in the first hour as we continue our series of interviews as they relate to the opioid, opiate, or heroin crisis here in Central Florida. We had our first interview last Wednesday. Then Scott came in today. We spent about 30 to 40 minutes every Wednesday during the first hour just to focus as much attention that we can on this crisis. It has not gone away. i do not quite sure whether the media in Central Florida is paying as much attention to it as it did. We're trying to put some more stats together as far as overdoses, drug deaths in the five-county Central Florida area, on and on and on it goes. And we plan as best we can. I can't promise every Wednesday, but we're going to try to plan something for for every Wednesday, the first 30 to 40 minutes, just to focus your attention on this. As far as we know right now, privately, the first people coming by uh, who have been willing to be interviewed are recovering addicts or maybe some people who say they're still addicts but have some kind of control over what's going on just so you get an idea what the struggles of what many of your neighbors and uh, colleagues are going through at this particular point in time as a matter of fact i'm not sure but i would venture to say based on what's going on in the rest of the nation that this crisis is privately at its worst moment in central florida I don't get the idea from anyone uh, that has come along and say, hey, we're really getting a handle on this. Because um, I don't, I just don't think we are. The extent of the problem, I'm not quite sure. Maybe that's what we're trying to accomplish. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. What else is happening? What other news do you have, Mo? Oh, I do. I have uh, some news I put on the side here. Here we go. 
Oh, you side stash of news? I did, I side did, because we had, yeah. you know, things have gotten a little confusing on Wednesdays. Um, the, oh, there's the brother and sister. There, uh, there's been a murder, double stabbing in a motel on Kiss, on 192 in Kissimmee. Mm-hmm. Um, the Osceola County Sheriff's Department, I mean, I understand, but at the same time, we have, we've used the, uh, viewed these deaths as suspicious. Well, no blank, Sherlock. You Uh-oh. know what I'm saying? Two stabbing <laughs> deaths in a motel? I'm going to stab you, then I'm going to stab myself. It just doesn't work out that way. No biggie. Uh, I know they're trying to track down. Kissimmee's had some problems lately, and they're tracking down a uh, person of uh, of interest. I think there's an arrest warrant for the shooting death of a woman down there yesterday, the day before. So they got their hands full. Uh, Jim, a new study says it's safe for kids to get multiple vaccines at once. You know, there are some people who are afraid of giving hey. their kids any vaccines, but this now says the Kaiser people, a Kaiser per- Permanente says it shows kids who get multiple vaccines were no more likely to get infections than those who got fewer shots or had them spaced out. They hope this finding will ease the fears of parents who worry vaccines may weaken their child's immune system. Mattel is releasing new Barbie dolls to inspire young girls. The Southern California-based Mattel, which is a toy giant, is unveiling the new dolls in honor of International Women's Day, which is tomorrow. Some of the new dolls include Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman, Olympic gold medalist snowboarder, Chloe Kim, famous Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, and even model cool. Ash- Ashley Graham, who Mattel is calling a body activist. The company's new online ad campaign is asking for people to tweet their inspiration using the hashtag more role model. Yeah, because the old Barbie dolls were like uh, yeah. Stormy Daniels. You can't get there from here. Yeah, that's correct. I'm troubled by this daylight savings time. Amelia Earhart as well. Hey, 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 Got her doll coming out. Oprah Winfrey is getting some very high-level encouragement to run for president in 2020. Yeah. Oprah was on Stephen Colbert's Late Show last night on CBS, and Stephen brought up a comment she made recently to People Magazine when Oprah said she prayed at, to see if she was supposed to run that God would show her a sign. So so clear that even she couldn't miss it. So last night, Colbert brought in his recurring theme of a godly appearance in the ceiling of the Ed Sullivan Theater, where his show is taped. His animated God up there on the ceiling first held up a sign reading, run, when Oprah said she'd add running to her exercise routine. Colbert's God on the ceiling went with a T-shirt, hat, and sign reading Oprah 2020 with the American flag. So I want that you to run for Congress, run for the House, or run for the Senate first. See, how, see if you like it. Mm. You know, nah, go big or go home. What the heck? <laughs> She's not qualified to be the president. Nah, well, look, we, we, got... we don't have anybody now. Well, that's so the what's point the... that I'm trying to make. She's not quite. She doesn't have anything in her past that qualifies her to be the president. No, Get Act... a little bit of politics under your fingernails, and then you know, and go from there. Heather Locklear, you know who she is, right? She was Love on her. a lot of yes, things. Of yeah, T.J. Hooker or something. I don't know. Anyway, she's checking into a treatment facility today. E News is reporting that. Heather checked herself into a facility after being arrested for domestic violence a week or so ago. She was arrested late last month after her boyfriend called police over a domestic disturbance. A police spokesperson says Heather was uncooperative and battered the responding officers. She was arrested for felony domestic violence. Taser. This 56-year-old has been in rehab five times. And now she's whooping up on the police. People have problems. Mm -hmm. It's true. Paris Jackson. The daughter of the late King of Pop, Michael Jackson, yeah. is making her debut in film. She'll be starring alongside Charlize Theron and David really? Oyelo in Gringo, a dark comedy about a businessman who's thrust into a life of crime. The film opens in theaters tomorrow or Friday, eh. I mean, 
Friday. I saw the preview. You Ringo like it? doesn't look good. The preview, I was like, I don't think so. Well, that's Paris Jackson is in that movie. Wasn't there a yeah. movie of Gregory Peck and Gringo. Jane Fonda? Gringo. Uh, Gringo. Don't Research. I'm checking on it. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Slow computers. Russell Crowe is yep. getting divorced. Yeah. And what? He's just on the cusp of of being Finally divorced. Free. Right. And now, instead of giving away his stuff or donating his stuff or burning it for that matter, watching that ball and chain, uh, <laughs> he says um, he he is oh, having yeah. what's called a divorce auction. Oh, what would you like? Something from Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. like oh, the yeah. suits from L.A. Confidential. It's three, Ooh. four rooms full of stuff. Yeah, what do you got? He what's no he got? longer has to care for, document, clean, tune, ensure nothing. So he is he is getting rid of his crap that he accumulated. She got that telephone that he threw uh, at the receptionist at that uh, boutique hotel in New York. <laughs> I don't know. If you just it, saying, he's got the he's got the uh, what's the what do you call it uh, from uh, from uh, Gladiator. Gladiator. He's got his chariot up for auction. He's got the chariot. Yes, yes. the chariot. Now here's some other things he's got. He's got, got a guitar collection. Nah. He's got cars. He's got paintings, jewelry, furniture, sports equipment, luxury watches, and the chariot reminiscent of Gladiator. And, of course, tons of actual movie memorabilia, including a violin from Master and Commander, costumes from Les Mis. I like that movie. Les Mis? No, Master and Commander. Wasn't enough enough fighting. Oh, well. Like those cannons going off. He's got a satin. Took those French down. His satin boxer robe from Cinderella Man. He's got boots from Romper Stomper. He's got other 200 other uh, various and sundry items. According to Sotheby's, the auction romper house. Stomper. Yeah, romper stomper. According to Sotheby's, the total, gay kid? the total value of the auction yeah. is an estimated $2.8 million. It is set for April 7th in Sydney, Australia, which is his wedding anniversary, and it's also his 54th birthday. I mean, he's got that, uh, that hat that, uh, from Master Com- and Commander. Oh, that hat, you know, yeah. The, the yeah. Admiral or the captain mm-hmm. ships, you know, that comes out here. I do know, yeah. I like that one. I'm still very bothered by this. Why? He's auctioning off his stuff. I'm not him. This proposal oh. of date, permanent daylight savings time. Oh, that is troublesome. Why? It's going to... We'll never fall back. So in the fall, when everyone else falls back, we're going to be, yeah. what, an hour ahead? How does that affect your DVR on your television? That's a good point. Yeah, thank <laughs> you, Real Mobile. <laughs> and just, I don't like not being in sync with the whole eastern seaboard. So what about our TV watching? What else was Russell Crowe in? I want, oh, I want some stuff. Brilliant mind. You want the chalkboard? Beautiful mind. Beautiful mind. Man. <laughs> big, that. beautiful, brilliant, no, 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 beautiful that. mind. No. Lame is. He was in Lame Is. He sang in that. Yeah, it the, was good. The boxer like movie. Where Cinderella, man. Where he had Cinderella, Cinderella man. Yeah, He's selling his boxer robe. Movie. He's selling his satin robe from that movie. Oh. The I had that fiddle. From Lame Is? No, or from Master and Commander. Command. That's what he's selling. The Maybe violin. he's got a spy class. The spyglass. Selling the awesome. violin. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Goes out. Oh, here come the French. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Not to compound any issues that may arise from drinking all day. Hungover and an hour late. Don't forget to set your clocks forward this weekend. Real Radio 104.1. From-
Scott Maxwell later in the program, regular round of close loose to the pin. It's about 15 or 20 minutes away. I'm trying to read this. I'm not trying. I'm reading the story about this person in New Jersey. They have this bad storm system moving in. She got hit by lightning. And uh, ever know anybody hit by lightning? I've known a couple. They're never the same. They're a little off. They're always a little just, you know, just if you didn't know any better. What? If you didn't know, if you didn't know they had been hit by lightning, you probably couldn't pick it up. You'd say, that's kind of a strange bird. But a little bit, a uh, little bit strange. But uh, every person I and I've known two, uh, before and after they were struck by lightning. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the yeah, there's some there's something going on there. I mean, I imagine it changes you somehow. Sure, of course. You know, gets those neurons all mixed up. Next thing you know, you go to sneeze and your arm shoots up in the air. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking of a couple of people in this uh, in this uh, building. Oh, that may have been, yeah, no. Yeah, maybe years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking oh, about? I totally do. Yeah. Jim, See you later. Sitting, a couple of times. She's sitting right next to you. No, no, not me. Points. Oh, boy. <laughs> also, the uh, governor and state cabinet have overturned a ruling about uh, development, uh, 2,000 home development east of the Econ. Mm. Uh, the Econ River in East Orange County has always, for many, many, forever, it seems, has been the boundary of no homes built on the east side of the river because of environmentally sensitive lands. But uh, the governor and the cabinet have uh, ruled against a uh, local judge. I'm not quite sure what type of judge and uh, have given permission for the go ahead of this development, 2000 homes. So if you know anybody moving into Central Florida, or if you're kind of new to Florida, you're not quite sure what's going on, always try to determine somehow whether the property you're looking at ever had a cypress tree on it. What does that mean? Oh, uh, water, uh, swampy? If you Because of the amount of water needed? Yeah, maybe yes. you meet an old timer. Oh, yeah, I remember when, oh, yeah, there used to be a cypress tree right over there and over there, and there's another one over there. That means it was, for the most part, it's, it's a swamp. Uh-huh. It's not going to drain well. I don't care what the developer tells you. I don't care what the real estate, uh, uh, you know, uh, salesperson tells you. Mm-hmm. You get a, it's you get some major rain. You're gonna you're gonna get flooded. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine anybody, from what I know, uh, wanting to live in anything east of the econ. I mean, from the econ, I mean, there are homes out that way, but uh, they're in rural areas, and somebody's gonna come along and just pfft, flatten everything. 
you know, put up these uh, houses, and uh, you won't know any better. And then we'll have a major hurricane, and then you see people on TV, oh, we never, you know, we didn't think it was going to flood. We had no idea it was going to flood. Nobody told us it was going to flood. Look at our house. You. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can say they're right up to the gutter. The water's right up to the gutter. All you have to do is take a look at the St. John's River after a hurricane, about two weeks after a hurricane. Yes. You go over on Highway 50 across the St. John's River, and you say, oh, my God. Because all that water, especially if you have a hurricane down south, flows north, and it comes up this way, and the St. John's River will go up, 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 up in elevation and spreads out. And there's a very good chance if you live in some area like that, uh, the same thing will happen to your property. At least I think we've been uh, we've been warned about this for decades, but nobody seems to pay it too much attention. And Publix, my wife was telling me there's a there's a petition going about. I got to track it down on the part of I believe some Publix employees to uh, get permission to grow beards. Permission. Ooh. Yeah, they they're they're allowed to have a well-groomed mustache. Yeah, you can't it's have like a beard, di- like Disney rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a rule. And uh, I don't know if I'm ready for that in Publix. Oh, they're, you don't want them to sure have facial enough. hair? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, crazy about the idea of facial hair uh, around uh, around food. I've seen it before, and they they wear the little hair net. Yeah, the beard net. Would a bag boy, net. a bag person, have to wear a hair net? Or a cashier? Would they have to wear a beard no. net? Another guy at the deli counter does. Yeah, but they're dealing with open food. Yeah, I'd rather shave than have to wear a hairnet on my beard. They've got... Mm-hmm. Eight, yeah, but if you're bagging food... Mm. Right. They've got 18,000 of the 20,000 signatures needed on their petition. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Publix, which is a privately owned company, yeah. family company, said, yeah, you can get 20,000 out of 20,000. Good luck with that. If we don't want you to have beards, you're not going to have beards. What are you going to do, strike? Oh, beard strike. Speaking of Publix, they have food. Speaking of food, um, what do you know about fried chicken boobs? What? My wife often texts me what we're having for dinner, and I got a text that said fried chicken boobs. Like chicken breast? Yeah, it said chicken fried breasts. chicken boobs, asparagus, and spinach fettuccine tonight. Mm. And a heart. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I think it, if you say wings, I'm hoping wings. No, it's not. It's breasts. But do you think she meant to say boobs? I think it's a typo. Are you willing to lose your job over a beard? I'm not. Lose? No. Mm-hmm. Depends on how good the job is. I was willing to lose his job over a tie. He always maintained that. Mm-hmm. He I said if you instituted a pie a pie policy. A tie <laughs> policy. A dress code, basically. If, if yeah. you made him wear a tie, mm-hmm. he would say, see you later. I think he probably would have. I don't believe that. You I don't? Think he, I think no, he because he needed to eat. Nah, I think he would have. He would have not prioritized eating and keeping a roof over his head? Well, I don't you, believe that. You're assuming there's no other way for him to eat and keep a roof over his head. He hasn't worked here for several years, True. and he still eats and has a roof over his head. I don't know. You know, if you really love your beard, have a mm. beard net. I, would yeah, I don't one. know. I don't, you know, see those guys, you know, they're in assembly plants or in a yogurt factory, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, a beer distillery, and they got to wear those beard nets. And I say, like, geez, man, I think I'd rather shave it than wear a beard net. But then at the end of the day, you take your beard net off and you're like, yeah, still looking cool. Now, they've recently allowed Disney cast members to have beards, right? 
But cast they members be, yeah, in the they park? To, well, I think all employees are considered cast members. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yes. yeah, everyone is considered right. a cast member, but yeah. there's different rules for uh, yeah, it, clothing and yeah. how you. If you're playing Cinderella, you can't have the beard. You go right. back to where Sorry, the ma'am. you go back to where the Imagineering people are. <laughs> Forget about it. No, they got earrings up and down their earlobe. They, they got long hair and ponytails, oh. and yeah, because you know, otherwise they wouldn't get creative people back there. But you know, you're running the you know, the popcorn stand in the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, I don't pal. know if you can have a beard. I don't think you can have a beard and work the parks. Can you have a beard and work at, at Disney? Disney. Uh, Research. Blah, blah, blah. I kind of like that clean-shaven look in Publix myself. I'm just speaking for myself. You, Not necessarily against beards, but yeah, in Publix... Public is always clean. Public is always in order. Public yes. is always. Why does? Why can't you have a well manicured face? I mean, if you're. I you're, just don't like. I you're just not talking about David Letterman beard, right? Person, you're talking about a, just a close cropped. I don't know. Uh, if I'm going to grow blitzer. a beard. I want a beard beard. A wolf blitzer. Can you have a blitzer? A blitzer thing. I don't think that's a beard. It is a beard. No, it's it's, it's totally a beard, Jim. <laughs> I don't think it's a it's beard. Scruff. It is scruff. No. It's a George Michael thing. Mm. It's okay. Whatever you want to call How about that? Can we have that? Or uh, what's his name from Miami Vice? No, scruffy. Yeah, I don't like that. Personally, I, you know, because it, Publix itself is everything's orderly. Mm. Everything's in, you know, it's clean. It's just, it's, it's Publix. I don't want some guy looking like he's in the Hell's Angels selling me sushi <laughs> in Publix. That's all. Here you go, brother. That's a good yellow tail. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not opposed. You already have you want guys. that barbecue chicken, or you want the, you know, the unbreaded or breaded wings, yeah. brother. Yeah. Make it snappy. There are already guys like that at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods. What? Bearded tattooed men. Oh. See, yeah, for hipsters well, goes, are yeah, fine. Yeah, but that goes with the, that's kind of the, it's part of the vibe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Publix is People, trying I mean, to cash in on that. Disney, they, I mean, Disney knows. Look, they, they they'd much rather have their cast uh, members who are working mm-hmm. the parks, you know, clean shaven and just have a that that look as opposed to, you know, people with uh, you know mutton chops <laughs> and a Fu Manchu. <laughs> Because I think most people, they that that's an expectation that people have when they go to the parks. It's all American, clean cut. Call it fantasy, whatever you want to call it, but that's what. They, they believe that. I think it goes with the territory. You dress this way. You look this way. If you don't like it, uh, that's that's your choice. But this is the this is the grooming requirements that we have in order for you to work with the public and in, in our operation. They allow beards at Disney now, but it says it can't be a work in progress, and you have to either have a mustache, full beard, or goatee. Really? I did yes. not know that. Pretty crazy. They said you have to grow it in fully on vacay or it's a no-go on the beard, bro. Well, who's going to be able to grow a beard in, in 10 days or two weeks? You can't grow a beard in two weeks. Italians. <laughs> oh, that's not what, racist. What Italian do you know with a beard? I don't uh, think Italians are known for their beards. Mario has a mustache. I went to school with a, a Jewish kid, Michael Berkowitz. He had a beard, and this was middle school. Full beard. <laughs> <laughs> lucky 
Bobbity boop. Well, they keep him back a couple of grades. What happened? <laughs> I don't know, man. He was a Jewish smart kid? kid, too. Yeah. He was yeah, 35. Some of them are hairy. He also looked a little lazy. What? I don't know. I think he was lazy. What's that mean? I don't know. I didn't talk to him much. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio one zero four point one. And now the Phillips file presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey everybody, we're all gonna get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. That's right. Time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm on a run now. I'm on a real hot streak. I'm playing against today and playing against Matt. Mike is the backup. Mr. Pinkman, what's the prize? Today's prize is a pair of one-day passes to the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard running March 12th through the 18th. This PGA Tour event is also Orlando's most social event, watched by millions of fans all over the world. This year, you can join Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, and many more <clears> and <throat> celebrate. Who are the many more? Tiger Woods. And, the and Jack Bradshaw Jack will be out Bradshaw, there. I'll be there the as well. I, I may even bring my clubs. And, <laughs> and celebrate the tournament's 40th year at Bay Hill. Tickets are on sale now at ArnoldPalmerInvitational.com. That's all presented by MasterCard. The legacy lives on. Maybe a club sandwich. Ooh, Let's, that sounds good. Right? I haven't mm-hmm. had one of those in forever. With the really? bacon and the When's stuff? the last time you just had a BLT? No, that's Been a, a good sandwich, yeah, too. That is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's get Matt on board. He's got to uh, take down Jim today if he's going to go. Matt, you there? I'm here. Welcome aboard. A category submitted by Brad. We uh, It's our week for the API, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And the category is by invitation only. Facts and figures about the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. Are you ready to go, Matt? Yes, sir. Okay, we're going to reset the clock for you and begin your round in three, two, one. When was the Florida Citrus Open Invitational, a precursor to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, first held? 1958. Tiger Woods holds the record for most AP Invitational wins. How many? Uh, five. Buddy Allen holds the tournament record for the most under par. How low did he go? Uh, 14. How many times has an international golfer won the tournament? Just twice. How many total yards in length for the 18 holes at Bay Hill? Ooh, let's go uh, 6,200 yards. Time. Ooh, wow. Good job. <laughs> Put you on hold, Matt. Going to bring Jim in, record Matt's time. Nope. Sounds like he knows golf. What do you think Jim will go on his handicap? You think he'll bump it up? Seven. Seven? Maybe, yeah. yeah. One okay. or two at least. I think six. I'll go six. Just one? Maybe just one, eight. just one. Mm-hmm. See, on the shorter ones, there's less yeah. wiggle room. That's less right. chance of him to have a lead. Mm-hmm. So true. Hey, Jim. Ooh. Someone's giving me tips on Real Mobile on where to get a great club sandwich. Thank you, Real Mobile, presented by David Mostoyota. You're welcome. I can tell you. Yeah? Uh, If if it starts with an L and ends with an S. It is. Mm. What? Uh. Start charging her money. Oh, nice lady. Good (laughs) nice lady. (laughs) I've never met her. A club sandwich that's about that thick. Mm. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Three pieces of bread? I had one the other day, as a matter of fact. The third piece of bread? 
Yeah. Fine. Mm-hmm. Three pieces of bread. Mm-hmm. Turkey. Why don't you invite us out? And you want we'll a roast beef club sandwich? You can have that too. No, I don't want that. Well, what do you I want? want a traditional. Turkey. Traditional. Turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomato. Deal. A little bit of mayonnaise? Yes. You can have it uh, toasted or not? Yes, t- definitely toasted. Whole wheat or white? I, I go white. I know I should say whole wheat, but just give it on white. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You ready to play? Yeah. When's my food going to be ready? What do you got? <laughs> I have a category <laughs> submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming by Invitation Only. Mm-hmm. Facts and figures about the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard. Okay. You ready? What is it again? I was trying to think. What do we have at six? Today? Shot doctor. Yes. Okay, oh, doctor. you're darn yeah. true. And we have Scott Maxwell in about 10 minutes. But right now, by invitation only, it's about the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Remember, that's the prize and that's the theme this week. Okay. Ready to go? You got it. Going to reset the clock for you in three, two, one. When was the first Florida Citrus Open Invitational a precursor to the Arnold Palmer Invitational for 1968. Held? Tiger Woods holds the record for most AP Invitational wins. How many? Six. Buddy Allen holds the tournament record for most under par. How low did he go? How many under par? Mm-hmm. Uh, Twelve. How many times has an international golfer won the tournament? Three. How many total yards in length for the 18 holes at Bay Hill? 7,000. Time. I've got your time, Jim, but I'm adding... Five seconds to it. That's your handicap. Did you want to go any more? No. Uh, what? None? No. How come? Chicken. No. Yes. Uh, wait, you're chicken? Yes, or you yes, want to go I'm more? chicken. All right, just five seconds. Not even seconds, one second, though. huh? Not even okay. one second. Oh, my I goodness. think he's scared. Seems like it. Yeah, he's scared. No, I can tell by the amount of time that I spend in there. Mm. Okay. We stole my component, a lot, too. Component, opponent, Matt, he must be very confident because he, you know, he just breezed right through there. Everybody uh, always says, I don't know anything about this. And then they, you know, yeah, tear on through it. Well, let's go. Are you ready? Sure, score it. All right. By invitation only. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thanks, Brad. I wonder what it's going to be tomorrow. Mm. The Florida Citrus Open Invitational. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Palmer won yeah. it in 1971 Uh-oh. during his 13 years at Rio Pinar. But what year did that invitational begin? Matt said. 58. And Jim. 68. 66. Jim gets the point. Tiger Woods last won this event in 2013. How many total wins for Tiger going into next weekend? How many total wins? Matt said. Five. And Jim? Six. The answer is eight. Jim gets the point. It'll be nine after next weekend. Mm -mm. Buddy Allen holds the tournament record for most under par. How low under par? Matt said. Fourteen under. Jim? Twelve. Twenty-three under. Matt's on the board. Absolutely. Payne Stewart, actually second place with 20 under. Points. Uh, it's two to one. Jim still leads. Mm. How many times has an international golfer won the tournament? Mark, Matt said two. And Jim, three. seven. Mm. Jim gets the point. He now leads three to one. Oh, you got to get it right on the money, right? It's uh, not yes. possible. Oh, it most certainly is. Just hold, sit back and hold on. For exact yards? Yes. How and many total yards in length for the 18 holes at Bay Hill? I wonder if they did this on purpose, but... Uh, Matt said 6,200. <laughs> Jim said 7,000. The answer 7,419. Jim gets a point. Jim wins the game. Yahoo. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. It's about 4.2 miles if you hit it straight. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes. 
hand grenades and closest to the pin. Hot stream. Hot, 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 hot stream. <laughs> All right, very good. So you're going to the uh, tournament this weekend? Next weekend, sir. Still, uh, do they, they don't allow those periscopes anymore, do they? Those cardboard things so you can see over the crowd? Oh, I don't know. I, I got to find out do. what the rules are. I think too many people may have got clunked on the head yeah. with those things. They also yeah. stopped selfies, sticks. Oh. <gasps> Uh, yeah, is that at all tournaments or just the Masters? Because I know um, the Masters is they're their own nose nah, up in the I think, air. I think thing. that selfie stick itself has come become somewhat passe. You don't see that. So yeah, much I've never anymore. had one. Neither did I. You turn around too fast, you poke somebody's eye out, and then they take everything from you. Oh, we've got one. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Let's get a check of the news. Who's Big Daddy? Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A church in Maryland gave out free cars to attract new members. What is this? The Church of Oprah. Next, a Florida restaurant manager has been arrested after pointing not one but two guns in a road rage incident. Just like at the restaurant, he gave them a two-for-one deal. Finally, over 500 Canadian doctors are protesting raises saying they're being paid too much. Oh yeah I tell ya, I already have more than enough for Tim Hortons, I don't need enough to buy a gosh darn moose. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com And Transmission that's right. If you want to finance a uh, refinance of your home, or maybe you're in the market for a new home, you don't have to go to the banks anymore for your mortgage. There's a better place. It's We Are Not The Banks. You get them online at wearenotthebanks.com. Brad Siebert and his team do a marvelous job. They are a direct lender, and their mortgage is made easy, can close in 30 days in most cases. They can even come to you for a closing with their mobile closing unit. It's a big wearenotthebanks.com RV. If uh, Regardless of your credit, they can work with you. They have programs for you. They have a special loan program for people who are self-employed because sometimes they have to jump through extra hoops to secure a loan. Well, they have a special loan program for self-employed people at wearenotthebanks.com. Go to their website. See what they can do for you. Their service is second to none. Again, the website, wearenotthebanks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the... You slipped upon me unexpectedly. Oh, yeah. It shocked my heart, there no doubt. Oh, yeah. Made the way undetected. Blues, what I'm talking about. Spot for this one, so get his name up at the screen. Or what do you got there? What's going on there, Butterfingers? Yep, sorry. Thank you very much. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel every Wednesday. We spend a few minutes with Scott talking about what he's writing about and what he's thinking about. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. How are you today? I am doing well, Jim. As soon as we hang up from here, I am getting ready to go do a, quite frankly, a fun but odd fundraiser. I read about this. Tell the audience more. <laughs> Yeah, it is uh, for the American uh, Lung uh, Lung Cancer. Excuse me, the American Lung Association, yeah. in Orlando. It's a lip sync. You get it? You know, you use your lungs for a lip sync. In fact, I was trying to get Mo because I know she killed it at the Parliament House. Mm-hmm. I did that one time. Yes, I did. I was Whitney Houston all over it. I heard you just, yeah, you slayed it from everything I understood. But the uh, there's a number of interesting competitors, but the very first one competing to raise money for uh, lung cancer research and help those is Mike Bianchi. I'll pay to see that. Yeah, right? I, <laughs> I don't even see him. I, he didn't come into the office. Come on. 
I this I don't know if he's rehearsed at all, but he's the opening number. It could be spectacular. It could be a dumpster fire uh, for charity. So yeah. I don't know what we're going to see. Oh, I know what he's singing, and yeah. I know for him, his debate was if he should go with the wardrobe because oh, yeah. he is singing old time rock and roll right. mm. a la risky business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you mean oh no, tidy whities? Like, um, no. Yeah. Just like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'll take. Oh, I might have to toss him off stage. Ray Ban sunglasses. Good money for him not to do that. So, what are you singing? What are you lip syncing? (laughs) No, he's not. He's the MC. Oh, you're not the MC. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't have enough nerve to do anything like that. Let me move to the column today. (laughs) Your column today uh, revolves. Let me be clear. You don't need to say it under your breath. Correct. I do not. Yeah, your column today revolves around campaign contributions, and it's essentially what people or corporations who have made major campaign contributions in certain cases. When candidates don't win, they want their money back. <laughs> That's right. You don't or get your money case, back. No. Or, or in this case, when candidates basically get run out on a rail for sexual harassment cases. Uh, and yes, in, in this case, there were a couple of energy companies, including Duke Energy who'd, uh, and Tampa Electric, who'd applied, uh, given $55,000, $40,000 to Jack Latvala, who was an influential state senator for a long time. And then, as you know, we've discussed, you've talked about on the show, uh, got tagged with all signs, kinds of nasty uh, sexual harassment accusations and ended up having to resign. And then all of a sudden they uh, come out and say, hey, uh, uh, we, we'd, we'd like our money back. And my point is, that that's not how this works. And by the way, don't anybody think for one cotton-picking second that these people want their money back because they, they've discovered some morals and some virtues and they don't want to be associated. They want their money back because he's not in a position to do them favors right. anymore. Let that's me ask the a, only reason any of these people give. Yeah, let me ask another question because I, I thought yeah. I understood it in the column. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming me and my inability no, 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 to comprehend good. anything. So if, if, if let's say, a candidate A running for whatever office, and he collects, say, $5 million in campaign contributions, he loses the election. He's still got $2 million in campaign contributions. Can that candidate spend that money any way that he wants, or by law does he have to donate it to a charity? or What happens to that money? So the answer to your question, your question is, can they do whatever they want with the money? Sure. The answer theoretically is no. The answer in practicality is yes. Mm. And that was uh, that's what uh, the the piece I was the investigation I was writing about today uh, was all about. The Tampa Bay Times and some TV stations teamed up, and they went back and looked specifically at members of Congress, and what they found was a hundred members of Congress who had lost or resigned from office. And I'm not talking about like in the past six months. I'm talking about decades ago in some cases. One of the examples I cited was Mark Foley, who, I guess, give him credit, he was the head of the uh, sort of sexual harassment movement when he was uh, texting uh, dirty things to congressional teenage pages uh, back in the uh, more than a decade. So he, he resigns uh, after he gets caught doing that. That was in 2006. The Times found out that as recently as last year, he was still using the millions that were in his account to dine around Palm Beach. To go to a four hundred and fifty dollar lunch in here, another lunch in there. See, I would think uh, that somewhere along the line that would be against the law. But all right, let's say it's against the law. The question is, you got the two million dollars. Uh, what happens to it? What would you have to do with it? I mean, on one hand, maybe it's not proper to give it back to anybody, or do you? Maybe you say, well, I got two million dollars. I spread it uh, percentage wise related to what was donated. I have no idea, but it just seems to me. 
you know, you're not reelected. You got $2 million, and you're spending $450 for a lunch in Palm Beach, which was, in his case, true. Yeah, and I would say, if you ask me, the, 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 the most honest thing about this would be to prorate it back to everybody. If, uh, if uh, you know, you got $10 million worth of donations, you got $2 million left when your campaign is over, everybody gets back 20%. I'm not even a big fan of the charity stuff because they end up using that for their own self-glorification uh, uh, as well, and that's not what the money was uh, given for to begin with. Uh, but what you're not supposed to be able to do is personally enrich yourself or your family members. However, that's exactly what these investigations found. They found uh, uh, one guy who'd uh, paid his uh, daughter about $100,000 uh, to keep maintaining his, uh, they call them zombie campaigns. They're dead, but they keep spending uh, $100,000 over the course of years. And speaking of zombies, one of the better examples was there was a congressman out in Hawaii who died, Jim. He's dead. He doesn't breathe. He cannot take <laughs> breaths anymore. And his campaign has still been cutting checks to the tune of about $100,000 to a consultant. So, you know, how how you could even you know make a, a, a bogus argument that he may yeah. be contemplating a future run, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that sparks populist movements. This is the kind of stuff where, you know, the average Joe and Jane, they get pissed off at this kind of stuff, and they get pissed off. So, They're willing to elect anybody to office just to, mm-hmm. just to get rid of these, these well, guys. You're right. That does give rise to a Donald Trump or something like that. But, but the thing I just want, I, just, I think people get this, but I, people really need to understand is th- these folks do not give because they have any these organizations, any kind of ideological bent, Spectrum or Comcast or, or Duke Energy or what or Walt Disney, they are not Republican, they are not Democrat, right. they will cut checks to whoever will do what they want. And in fact, they will cut checks to both sides. And I, one of the other things that I have in my an item in my column tomorrow, if you haven't been following this case of Nick Patel, the Windermere socialite, which is right. just baddie, uh, the, the baddiest part, he basically got convicted and, uh, and sentenced uh, on a, a, of running a, a sort of a Ponzi, a, a fraudulent loan scheme to the t- tune of more than $150 million. What we had today in this piece by Paul Brinkman was while awaiting sentencing on that one uh, loan fraud scheme to $150 million, he ran another one. For nineteen million dollars, didn't they catch that, Patel down at the Kissimmee Airport? I think I think he had a plane all yeah. all gassed up with the propellers running and a suitcase full of money, and he was just about I, I don't know whether the FBI or FDLE yeah. caught him essentially walking out the door towards the plane. He was going to go someplace. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Ecuador, and there was diamonds. <laughs> they were going to turn yeah, money right. into Stop it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's completely nuts. So here's what the thing, one of the reason that this ties into what we were just talking about. That we're all laughing about it. I'm laughing about it too. But here's what you need to know. Four years ago, this guy, Nick Patel, was not some guy we were laughing about. He was a member of the UCF Foundation. That's right. He, he, was, a, he was a mover and a shaker. He was on Orlando Business Journal's list of 40 under 40. And you start to ask yourself, well, how does some you know, fly-by-night guy like it? It comes back to the same thing we just talked about, financial donations. He started cutting checks to every politician in town. It was $150,000, some to Rick Scott. It was like 100000 towards him, to Val Demings when she was running. There's obviously hardly any any ideological overlap between a hard Republican like Rick Scott and a Democrat like Val Demings, these donors don't care. They don't care what the elected officials are doing with the money. They just care what they can do for them, and that's why all this money gets cut. Now, those are ill-gotten gains. Let me think about this, because when Bernie Madoff was convicted, uh, they had to take any money that was left over. I think it's... I think it's uh, not a call the buyback. I can't remember what they call it. But if you made a, if you made money 
off of fraudulent investments, whether you did it or whether your your money manager did it, uh, that's you have to return that money. You have to get, you don't get you don't get to make that profit. Those profits mm-hmm. are ill-gotten gains. So I'm just wondering. I'm trying to get this. You in. want a clawback from Rick? Yeah, Scott it's a, yeah, it's a claw, Yeah, maybe a clawback. I mean, if if Patel through his scam raises money and makes a campaign contribution. Maybe somewhere along the line there should be some kind of clawback or provision. You got to give that. You got to give that money back to something. You can't. Like you can't. You, why? Sure. Why are you allowed to use money from ill-gotten gains to fund your campaign? Whether you're the governor, Republican, or Val Demings, a Democratic Congresswoman. And I guarantee you, they still got money. They could. They could return it. However, as is always yeah. the case, these Thank things you. are never. They they do it intentionally. Uh, sort of. Uh, Hard to track. There was another campaign he gave to associated to uh, Teresa Jacobs, but it's never the actual campaign. And so the campaign that he gave, uh, it's, ne- it's never like the Val Dimmings for Congress. Right. I think when he gave it was an exploratory one for county mayor for her. When he did the $100,000 for Rick Scott, it was a fundraiser for Rick Scott where the checks actually went to the Republican Party. I mean, it's always this maze of money that makes it hard to track, but but it is what it is, and it's pretty obvious. Yeah, you've got a pretty good eye for politics in the state of Florida, have for many, many years. Has the Parkland shooting changed politics in the Sunshine State, or are you more of a pessimist and say, nothing's going to happen, just going to take, you know, they'll get back to their, to their ways, it may just take a little bit longer? They will get back to their ways, but I do think this has been different, and and we are we are seeing a movement that we have not seen before. Uh, we are seeing they are proposing some new restrictions as it pertains to firearms. They're really minimal. I think one of the I may have said this to you before, but you've heard the expression, "What's the least you could do?" That is what they are literally trying to do. The least they can do mm-hmm. and get away and still say they've done something. However, the fact that they are proposing any new reg, uh, restrictions for firearms is really unheard of in, in this state. So they're talking about uh, lowering, excuse me, increasing the age for people to buy uh, weapons. They're talking about waiting periods. These things never would have been discussed in the, in, in the past. And in fact, were not discussed. 49 people were slaughtered uh, using a, a semi-automatic uh, high-capacity assault rifle right here in Orlando. And none of this happened mm-hmm. in the piece that I wrote on and Sunday's paper sort of made the case for there are three different things at play. Uh, one is this shooting at Parkland, happened smack dab in the middle of a legislative session. These guys are usually playing their dumbass NRA games, like trying to ban doctors from talking about guns. Well, those games look pretty bad when you got 17 corpses on the, uh, or on the floor of a high school. So they had to stop that. The second thing is Rick Scott's running for Senate. Then this is what he, they always do. They reinvent themselves. And while he's been in the NRA's pocket for most of his eight years, he has to appeal to a different crowd while he's running against Bill, Bill Nelson. So right. for the first time ever, I think, since he's been in office, he took them on at the NRA and said, I want some uh, reforms. And then the third one, and I was pretty candid about this, I think there's a difference because legislators saw these kids who were killed at Parkland, and they saw their own kids. These were Maybe. largely white from an affluent high school, and legislators, frankly, had more in common with those kids and their weeping parents than they did with people who were at a Latin night at a gay nightclub in Orlando. Yeah, good observation. One more thing before I yep. let you go. I don't know if you saw it. It's on the website, your paper's website, but I think the uh, state legislature, I don't know where this is coming from, I think the state house, and it's a proposed piece of legislation that would mandate that every every public school in the state of Florida, they would have to put up a sign that says, in God we trust. Mm. Now, yeah. isn't that, just, I mean, don't you, I mean, isn't it, doesn't somebody have the courage to stand up and say, 
this is going to be challenged in court. This will be ruled unconstitutional. Yeah. How many state dollars, tax dollars will be spent defending something that is blatantly unconstitutional? I mean, this is what they do. This I, I can't think of anything they've done in Tallahassee. They talked about declaring pornography a uh, a public health hazard. Uh, they've got uh, let's daylight savings time. Daylight savings time. Let's uh, put up a mandate that signs be put up in public schools. In God we trust. And you just think, good God Almighty. Yeah, no. The short answer is no. Uh, and, and, this, and make no mistake, that was a bipartisan one. That's got a lot yeah, of right. uh, Bible thumpers on both sides uh, and, uh, that were uh, supporting that one. It, it passed with overwhelming numbers, and you just sort of ended up shrugging because you're exactly right. And and more importantly, for why. I mean, exactly. for why? If, you know, I, I've been I've been a church going guy all, all my life. I, right. I don't need to stand out in the middle of the street corner and let everybody look at me. Look how hard I'm praying. I'm a Christian here. Uh, but these guys, they got insecurities and they want to pander. And I think that's more what this yeah, is about. I think every, I think every school, we'll if not every classroom, just about has a state of Florida flag, and the state of Florida flag has printed on it in God We Trust. But uh, go figure. I have no idea. What's what's coming up in the next column? Well, tomorrow i got a rundown of what's been going on, including daylight saving time, yeah. uh, which is going to be different. And, you like and, it or uh, not? You like the idea or not? No, I don't think I like what they're doing because they're going with daylight saving all year round. And there's two things I don't like about that. Uh, I mean, we get more daylight. That's the idea. At the, and that's good. That's By the way, that's what tourism wants, which is why we're talking about this and why they're doing it here. Uh, but I don't like that it's going to be dark. The uh, sun isn't going to even rise until 8.15 through the winter. I don't like that's now every elementary and high schooler is yeah. going to be uh, walking to school. Remember, we don't pick up people if they live within two miles because we don't have the money for buses. I, that, that makes me nervous to have kids out in pitch black darkness for the whole time. And the other thing is, it's going to be wiggity-whack when it comes to trying to watch your favorite sports thing for those months because we're going to be on a different timetable than everybody else on the East Coast. Yeah, I can't figure that DVR and what the heck's mm. going to go on with that as well. Well, uh, you just have to get one of those remotes that says, you know, tape my gators, Siri. All right, have whatever. fun emceeing that event tonight. I want a video of Bianchi, all right, so I can put it on our website. I'm walking out the door now. I will let him know and see what I can get. All right, you got it. Thanks a lot. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We talk to him every Wednesday for a few minutes. Take a little break when we come back. And, of course, Shot Doctor with Casting Call, followed by the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Today, Alexa will solve everything. No! Alexa, there's a spider in the bathtub. Please kill it. But until then... I'll pass. Thanks. Just tell her to play WTKS FM Orlando. Getting WTKS Orlando radio from iHeartRadio. You can call my name, it's time to go, but I'll never be free to a Timberland song. What? Ain't no man gonna carry my load. I gotta be a man and do it on my own. Devil's in my path and the hounds on my heel. You have to walk in my shoes just to know how I feel. Okay. Phillips File for a Wednesday Shot Doctor is here for casting call. Hi, Shot. How are you doing? Jim, good evening. It is good to see you again. What's happening today? Shot from our sister station, FM 98.96.8. No. Time out. May I? It's uh, FM 96.9. What is it again? (laughs) Oh, my. Now you're all flustered. You got it all flustered. You broke it. FM 96.9, Orlando Sports Later. Okay, what was the big sports story today? 
There were a combination of things. There was a lot of NFL talk because free agency is next week. There was a lot of uh, uh, March Madness talk because March Madness begins next week. And a lot of uh, Tiger Woods talk because he's coming here next week, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Plus, he's playing this week in Tampa, Mm. just outside of Tampa. So, um, a lot of Tiger Woods talk. Yeah. When he plays, he's it. Obviously, we know that. Well, he has that following. He has. has that aura. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's there. As a matter of fact, Jim, this morning when I was at the gym doing my uh, cardio. He was there? No. Or would you say him at Perkins? No. But during my, my cardio takes 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I had, the, I had the golf channel on. Mm-hmm. And they were showing the Pro-Am, which was today in Innisbrook, where Tiger's playing this week. Yeah. And they showed Tiger in the Pro-Am like it was a tournament. And it's just a Pro-Am. That's how desperate they are to get Tiger on TV, even in a Pro-Am. Oh, sure, like a practice I understand that from a marketing standpoint. He's yeah. still a draw for, you know, whatever. So he will be here in a really good field beginning a week from tomorrow. Got to be very careful pulling that nine iron out of the bag. Uh, well, he got what he, he freaks out when that happens. Well, he can't because the nine iron. He does nine what? iron. He's like a yeah, it's like voodoo. It's like voodoo because that's the yeah because that's the iron that his wife chased him with. You know when he ran into the fire hydrant. But he still used the nine iron. You know the line. Oh, she was just trying to break the window so he could get out. She was chasing him to get him right in the head. That was nine years ago. I don't care. Wow. It seems like it was yesterday. It does seem like it was yesterday. It was was 2009, nine years ago. That was a great story. That's just a great story. The whole damn thing. I remember when it came out, we were on the air. Can't drive. It was was on a Friday. Goofball can't even drive. I couldn't believe it. Got ticketed down in South Florida, remember, a few months ago. Too many or whatever in his system. Now he's he's way past that. Pulls us out of the driveway at Isleworth and and slams into a fire hydrant. (laughs) Now Who does he's that? Back hitting long booming the, drives. When's the, when's the last time you got close to to driving into a fire hydrant? I've never done that. I've never done that. No, me neither. Same. <laughs> but he's back. Oh, is that what he tells you? Oh, he's back. He's yeah. definitely he's back. Well, you know, to a certain degree, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, he's back. You know, everybody likes to see a um, a lot of people like to see a fallen champion. You know, get back. He's back. And we put him on pedestals. We knock him off pedestals. Then we want to see him get back on the pedestal. As long as he doesn't get too full of himself. Oh, he won't. He did. But then again, if you're winning majors, you're winning tournaments. I mean, he really thought he was king. Oh, goodness. You can't say that. Well, he was. He actually was for a while. Yeah, that's why why he failed. That's why the fall was so so bad. Because, because, you know, he, he believed his own press. And uh, and we put him on a pedestal so high that when he finally fell, he really fell. And now he's back, so it's all good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially that story about him blinking that waitress behind the dumpster at the Methodist oh, Church. I mean, ter- come on now. That's terrible. Of course it was. Embarrassing. At least ought to go Episcopalian. All right, Shot Doc, <laughs> you ready for a casting call? Oh, yes. I live in a state of readiness. We take a movie. What is casting call all about? We take a movie, then we take a scene from a movie. In this particular case, Shot Doctor and Pinkman will act it out on the air. If you think you know the identity of the movie, then text us at Real Mobile seven seven zero three one. Because guess what? You get no prize. What? That's just the way that it works. Oh, come Everybody's on. ready. Ready. Yes. Wait a minute. I gotta look this. Up. I can't even remember the movie. Okay. Now I remember the movie. All right. Quiet on the set, please. Sound stage is all set. Lights are, are perfect. The cables are set aside. Everybody, qu- really, the assistant directors, please tell everyone to be quiet. All right, quiet, quiet, quiet. And uh, action. 
Sir, I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but about the water, if we don't get water... Don't worry about water. John, I don't want anything to break up this attack of ours now that we have the momentum. We'll have some water in a, in a couple of hours. I've arranged for that. Now, we just can't stop now, damn it, and wait for it. No, sir, that's right. And if some of the men pass out, why hell? They just have to pass out. All right. They, they could, you, you know, they could die from it. Well, they, they could die from enemy fire, too. God, yeah, there's a fumfer last line. I, there was no fumfer. No, there was, a, no, yeah, there there was, was not a fumfer. No, it was not. Yeah, it was a fumfer. I said the word enemy. They no, you said enemy. Yeah, well, they could die. No, I said. I know what you said because I heard it. You said, well, they could die from enemy fire. No, I emphatically said the following. No, you said they could die from enemy fire. That is not what I said. I'll tell you one more time. I don't sound like Bugs Bunny. Well, I know what you're supposed to sound like. I got it. That wasn't Bugs Bunny. That would be Porky Pig. That too. You know, you know what your role is. You know what your station is. You know the, the character that I, you're playing. I'm the guy. Command presence. I command presence. No, I don't say. No, I, I didn't say command presence. You have to have command presence. I've got that also. All right, Watch ready? This. Here we go. And action, sir. I don't mean to be a wet blanket, but. About the water. If we don't get the water... Don't worry about water, John. I don't want anything to break up this attack of ours now that we have the momentum. We'll have some water in a, in a couple of hours. I've arranged for that. Now, we just can't stop now, damn it, and wait for it. No, sir. That's right. And if some of the men pass out, why hell, they'll just have to pass out. All right. They, they could, you, you know they could die from it. Well, they could die from enemy fire, too. Cut. Not too bad. My God, was I good. I wanted Jimmy for that. No, I want three Jimmys for that. Three Jimmys? Which is it? One or three? I went from emphatic to whispering back to emphatic Shoot. to commanding a presence. I did it all in one fell swoop. I have no idea what movie that is. No, me neither. Me neither. Never seen it? Mm -mm. Nope. I don't even know what it is. But I was great oh, anyway. I... Yeah. Sean Penn movie. Nick oh, Nolte. Oh, now you're giving clues. Oh, yeah, Sean Penn, Nick mm -hmm. Nolte. People guessing, is it Spooky Doogie? Uh, I don't John, know what John that means. John Cusack. Band of Brothers? No. Oh, fast time. Saving Private Ryan? No. Uh, Saving Ryan's Privates? No. The People versus Larry Flint? No. Tropic Thunder? No. Three Men Shot Doctor and a Baby? No. Nope. Uh, thin Red Line? That's the movie, Thin Red Line. Many oh. guesses for Thin Red, thin red line. line. Nick Nolte played the role the, that Nick Nolte had. He's just a, I think, a colonel or a captain, and he's just, he's just throwing men into, into, into combat. Uh -huh. He just wants that hill taken. I he was a care. tremendous no. Nick, Nick Nolte, wasn't I, Jim? A commanding presence. Yeah, I don't know. I took charge of <laughs> my role. I don't think you. I don't. I don't think you'd even make it through boot camp. Certainly not Marine boot camp. Are you kidding me? What? Mm -hmm. Kind of tough guy that I am. I'm a man of discipline. Oh, here we go. Man of mental toughness. Here. I don't think you could even learn how to march. You're not a, a man of physical abilities? Marching, taking orders, giving orders, I do it all. You know how to give a salute? Salute Mo. Like that. Let's see. No, that's a, salute. No, you salute like that when you're General MacArthur. You're just a, you know, you're just a. It gets no better Douglas W. MacArthur. You're a sergeant it? or you're a lieutenant. Even Mo knows how. No, you got that's the, the wrong, wrong hand. hand. 
That's how you salute. He's like, he's almost That's like, you, you, just salute. Get, you didn't salute. You, you gave a see you later. <laughs> yeah. That was your, no, he's, he's doing a see mid, you later kind of deal. He's doing like almost no, the three stooges. Like, yeah, whoa, yeah whoa, he's, whoa. Doing, he's doing the hatchet chop. He's right in the middle of the. Yeah. I am MacArthur. I am Patton. I am General Norman Schwartzberg. I'm all those Schwartz guys. Kopp. All the tough guys. That's who I am. Oh, my God. That's what I do. I'm all those guys. Roll in the one. I am George C. Scott in the movie Patton. Points. That's what I do. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm just saying I don't think you'd. Mm-mm. If anybody can get you to march, I think I could. But I don't think you have the capability. I have the capability. What are you saying? Ta- I don't think you can keep time. I can keep time. I have rhythm. You I do? can count. I have all those things. I've got rhythm. I have all that stuff. One, I've count. got music. I'm a. One, two, one, one two, two, three, three four. four. What are you doing? Keeping time. <laughs> I can do that also. Do it. Keep time for me. Ready? One, two, a one, two, three, four. Snap your fingers. Do you know how to snap your? Do you know how to snap your fingers? No. Oh no. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? I've never done that before. Okay. No. It's the third no, finger you, and your you, thumb. You're jerking me around. No, I've never done that before. You've never snapped your fingers. I think snapping fingers is a sign of disrespect. I've never done that before. Mm. Now I, I've clapped before. It's, it's disrespect if you're in a restaurant. Oh, garçon. Yeah. I would never do that. I've Excuse clapped me. before. Like you know, I know, but you clap. know, some people keep time when they're put your thumb on your middle finger. And Got then it. look, go down towards your. And just you snap it off, separate it back. Come on. Down, down, down. No, here, see, no, see my thumb on my middle it. finger. Hi, this is radio. Yeah. <laughs> How do you teach someone no, to snap? No, on the tip, baby, on the tip, right here. Look, you go. No, right no, this way. I've got Put it. the two pads I've, together. I've got it. The nope. two pads together. Got it. No, of no, your, your third the finger. finger. The, the your third. middle finger. The third and the thumb. Is that the, is that the tallest one? Yes. Okay. You ever shoot the bird at anybody? You ever give them the finger? Use that finger that and your finger. thumb. Look at me. Make it like this. The pads together of your tall man. No, that's your pointer. Wait, what is this going to do? No, you're going to take your tall. I feel like a puppet. You're a puppet, all right. One, two, three. Go from your pinky finger. One, one two, three. two, three. That one. Stop. Got it. Okay. Take yeah. that finger. Put those yeah. pads together. Put it together with your thumb, right? Uh-huh. And you and snap, snap it off. Snap it down to I've your I've got pump. a pain in the back of my hand every time I do that, right where my, oh, um, where my hammock bone is. There's like a, there's like a throbbing pain any time I do that. you hammock bone? My hammock. Yes, the hammock bone is a, is a small circular bone uh, in the back of the well, hand. Well, use your other hand. You should snap it also, both this hands. Whole, this hand also has a hammock bone. I want you to be able to snap your fingers by next Wednesday. By next week. The Better future practice. of casting call rests on your ability to snap no, your fingers. not your pointer. I've never done that before. Not well, your you're going to learn. You've the got a week man. to learn. Take your tall man, the tall finger, and... Jack, I have to practice snapping my fingers. Yeah, never, you I'm, do. I've never done this before. Yeah, well, good luck with your hammock bone. <laughs> the hammock bone is it's a circular bone right you're back crazy. here. crazy. It's a bed bug. Honest to God. How many, how many Twitter followers you have shot? Oh. Jim, I'm up to 330. Ooh, pretty good. I've been tweeting all day today, too. Some really, really good, insightful stuff. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense. No, it always makes sense. It shows up on my thing. I'm like, what the hell? You, 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 you have to read it. To tweets. See, my tweets are kind of deep. Oh, is that what you call it? They're kind of deep, and you have to read them. They, they always have really deep meaning. Ah. Well, he's got 330 followers, and he's following 42 people. And he has a hundred and eight tweets so far. 
Good margins there. Nice. Wow. See that right there? Yeah. What's, what's your Twitter? All right, Sean, I'm going to let you go. At you did a great Dr. job. I, I can't say that it was Jimmy Worthy, but it was it was, it was was pretty good. It was interesting. I appreciate that. Maybe a Razzie. But you have, <laughs> yeah. you have one week to learn Snappity, how to snap, snap your fingers. Snappity, if you get a little bit snap. confused... Ask, uh, you know, ask your cohort. Ask Jerry. Let me know. know how to snap. You have plenty of vacation time if you need to take time yeah. off to practice. Ask Jerry if he knows how to snap his fingers. Of course he knows oh, how to... I, I, I bet him... you Bianchi knows how to snap his fingers. Of course. Oh, he does. I bet yeah. Christopher Russo knows how to snap his fingers. Yeah, Christopher he does. Russo. Uh-huh. They, they all probably know Every do sports that. guy knows how to snap their fingers. Snap, snap. But every time I get, I move the fingers around, my, my hammock bone starts to move. Aye. Well, man up. It's all right. What, are you going to become paralyzed? No. <laughs> From Middle finger up. and thumb. Do it. Let me rest up. Okay, you got it. Thank you, Shot. Good see job. You, I'll see you next week. Shot Dogter, our guest for casting call every Wednesday. The Five Minute Professor upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Can't get enough of the monsters on iHeartRadio? Now you can also watch the monsters in the morning on the new iHeart Monsters YouTube channel by going to monsters.fm and listen every weekday morning on Real Radio 104.1. From it's time to rise above the fudge jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the Five Minute Professor. Time for the Five Minute Professor on the Phillips file. And greetings and salutations, Professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips, and the file. Good to be with you again this fine Thursday. Uh, no, it's not Thursday. No, no. Oh, it's Wednesday afternoon. You're calling from the call center? I am indeed calling from the call center today. I'm at a manager's desk, so I have a far better phone and no headset. Very good. Wow. Yeah, yeah it sounds do. crystal clear today. We just, just do what we need to do. All right. Well, what do you got for us? Well, here's the thing. I found out today, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I did not know this, but the Ford Mustang yes. is approximately three months younger than me. Hmm. It was first built in March of 1964. Got a real following. The uh, the first one was made either on the 8th or the 9th of March. The first one was sold April 17th, 1964. That first model year, they called the 1964 and a half because at the time, model years normally started in September, although they were all technically 1965 cars. They sold in their first year mm-hmm. 600 and eighty thousand cars, yeah. like almost almost six hundred and ninety thousand cars. Everybody wanted one. They couldn't get a GTO. <laughs> but and I it, cre- <laughs> it created a whole class of cars. And I drive a stupid Corvair. That's dangerous. Those Corvairs. We loved them. Who's we? Family. Oh. We had two of them. You didn't think they were dangerous? I didn't know any better. I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And now, what was dangerous about the Corvair? Isn't that the car that was unsafe at any speed? But it's before they had. Oh, that's a bunch of that's a, that's a bunch of crap. And so you know, that's Ralph Nader who published that because he wanted to. You know, I want to be seen as the consumer advocate. There is absolutely no proof whatsoever that the Corvair was a bad car. Yeah, take right. that, Nader. Yeah. Well, it. I don't. I don't even know if his real point was that it was the Corvair or if it was just that there were no safety anything's. In the 1970s. Well, that might be the point. I, and I think that really wasn't. We didn't have seat belts. We didn't have... I mean, the cars were really made of metal, but they were thousands of pounds crashing into each other at high speed with nothing to keep you safe in them. A fine automobile. <laughs> I, I, really? I, yeah, my, we loved them. 
my favorite car yeah. ever was my 1973 Oldsmobile Cutlass. I yeah. mean, and that was a car. That was a popular car. Oh, that produced millions of those cars because they were big and reliable. The big, and I drove that car in the 1980s, so it wasn't new when I got it, but it went 100 miles an hour around the corners on Route 56. It was a great drive-in movie theater car, too. Why was that? Mm, room. Fit a bunch of people oh, in there. A lot of room in the back seat. Wait, yeah. room for what? Oh. I had a room 77 Cutlass Supreme, and I fit 10 high school girls in it, and me. Wow. True story. It's quite a sandwich you had there. Your sisters? <laughs> nope. <laughs> the meat was spread a little too thin. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> oh, sandwich. Ah, yeah. In that Jack Bradshaw sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. we talking about? Never mind. The I'm Ford sorry. Mustang. Oh, the Ford Mustang. Oh, yes. Yeah. It created the class of car known as a pony car. Right. Which was a, a oh. kind of muscle car. A Because your GTO was a muscle car. But... The affordable, sporty coupes, long hoods, and short rear decks were pony cars. And they had a lot of imitations, including the Camaro, the Firebird. I, I don't know this car at all. The AMC Javelin. The Javelin, the Nova SS. A Barracuda. Super uh, B. And, and then going forward now, the Challenger. Uh, Dodge Challenger, even the Toyota Celica and the Ford Capri were meant to kind of mimic that original pony car Mustang feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was either named for the P-51 Mustang or because some guy in market research had read a book. I think the latter, probably. <laughs> it's one of the two. Well, there's, there's two different stories, both about people that were involved in the production, and one of them was a guy who was a... a person who studied the p51 and he just loved the mustang and the other one was a guy who was in market research and according to the story he snuck the name into the customer surveys uh -huh. to see what would be a good name and then mustang won by a lot it's a good name for a car it's a good name for that car i mean they could have used that name for another car and people said what are you talking about it looks like what but, it should uh, be yeah it does uh, it just it melds it's ham and eggs yeah, and you had the uh, salmon eggs? Whatever that means. No, ham and eggs. Ham and eggs. Ham and eggs, which would be different. Um, Mustang Convertible also appeared in the James Bond film Goldfinger in September of 1964. This is a car which had been out for six months, uh -huh. and it was in Goldfinger. Uh, then, starting from 1965, the car just started getting bigger and heavier and slower until they introduced the second generation. Lee Iacocca, at the time, was head of production for Ford when they created the Mustang. Now, he was not directly responsible for the Mustang, but he was a big proponent of the Mustang. And he, when they came out with the second generation of the Mustang, he was the president of Ford. And he said, he was, he was growing increasingly disappointed with both the Mustang and the Mustang sales. He said the Mustang market never left us. We left the market. You know, they found the uh, Mustang that uh, Steve McQueen drove in Bullet. Well, that's the thing, too, of course. And it won't sell. McQueen. The owner won't sell. It's sitting in well, a garage. It's just sitting in a garage, I think, in Ohio or someplace. He could he make a lot of money selling that make a lot of thing. money. He's not interested in it right now. He just... He just Leave me that, alone. Yeah. yeah. It's all you know who else? beaten, battered up, but... He's not selling. 
They did that with real cars, real time, single take. It was a Charger and a and a uh, Mustang GT 390 fastback. I think they had two of the uh, two of the GTs in Bullet. One was, I think, completely wrecked. This one is right. just uh, needs a lot of repair, a lot of. This and that, but, you know, you're right, Mo. He'd make he'd make a kill on he that. Would. I would millions. imagine millions of yes, dollars on, so on that particular car. Hold that thought, Professor. We'll get back to a pop quiz with the five minute professor on Mustangs and other things in a few minutes on Real Radio 104.1. First things first, a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A woman tried to trick police with a prescription for medical meth. Yes. Because big pharmaceutical companies like to make their products look like street drugs. Foolproof plan. Next, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit is reportedly directing a film where John Travolta plays an insane stalker. I wonder if Travolta's character does it all for the Nokia. Finally, an Australian man is being fined $50 a day for camping on his own property. Crikey. I was under the impression that the whole country was no rules just right. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. Dang computer doesn't know how to pronounce Nookie. Uh, if you want to hear all of those fun mess-ups in addition to Real Radio and the Phillips File, anywhere you go, all you have to do is download our free iHeartRadio app right now. You get to take us with you in addition to all your favorite music any place in the world, really. Uh, all you have to do is open up that app store, type iHeartRadio, tap Get, and it's on your phone and easy to use. That is our free iHeartRadio app. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You are listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio! 104.1 Let's get back to the five-minute professor. How about giving us another 30 seconds or so on the Ford Mustang? Then we'll have a pop quiz. Whoops, maybe if I brought him on, there oh, you go. Oh, there's that. My fault. Uh, Dick Trickle yes. won 67 short track oval race uh, feature races in 1972, a national record for wins in a single season driving a Ford Mustang. Tough guy, too. I think with a name like Dick Trickle, you would have to be. Exactly. I think that would be a requirement. Got that right. He probably didn't have an easy time in school. No. Uh, for, of course, in school, couldn't he have been Richie? Couldn't he have been Richie Trickle? No, but the kids would have immediately no, gone the other way. Yeah, they could have called him Herman, and that's still they still would have said Dick Trickle, Dick uh-huh. Trickle. Uh, Ford Mustangs also raced in the NASCAR Xfinity Series since 2010. And yeah. one final fact before we get to the quiz: okay. the TV series The FBI was sponsored by Ford Motor Company. Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. drove new Mustang convertibles during the first four seasons, 1965. Mm. You know that his father was a uh, was a uh, one of the top classical violinists in the what world. Was his father's name Zimbalist. Ephraim Zimbalist Sr. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Are you? And his daughter, his daughter created Remington Steel. Stephanie Zimbalist Jr. He was also on the show Seventy Seven Sunset Strip. Yeah, right? yeah. With what's his name? The guy who played uh, uh, the, the actor who played Stack. Cookie, who was the valet car attendant. I have no idea. What yeah, it was old, old. It was a very right, popular never. show for a few years. Points have been awarded. Thank Are you. we ready for the question? Sure, let's go. <laughs> 
The song Mustang Sally was about an ungrateful girl who just wanted to ride Sally Ride. It was released by Wilson Pickett in what year? Jim, that's uh, 1966. That is absolutely correct. Wow, that's in your wheelhouse, Pop. Got it right. Mm -hmm. How old was astronaut or future astronaut Sally Ride on her birthday in May of 1966? How old was Sally Ride on her birthday in May of 1966? Jim, she was eight. She was old. Uh, she was older than that. Ten. Boy, you're ten. Older than ten. Ten. Not much. Way to frame that window there. Not much older. All right. Are 15. you sure? Fifteen is absolutely correct. Nicely done. There we go. Okay. How old was Sally Ride when she became the first American woman in space? How old was Jim? She? she was uh, thirty. She was older than thirty. Boy, you're at forty-five. Younger than forty-five. Thirty-eight. Younger than thirty-eight. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 35. Younger than 35. Oh, dang it. Oh, boy. I'm going to go with 33. 32. Two, 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 I said. In 1983. Dang it. For the first 10 weeks of 1983, what Dustin Hoffman movie was number one at the box office? Moira. Rain Man? Not Rain Man. Marathon Man. Not Marathon Man. Jack, it's Tootsie. It is yeah. Tootsie. Good job. Good job. Yes. Tootsie Rolls were first manufactured in the U.S. in what year? Oh, Jim, that's a, well, that was 1927. Before 1927. Moira. The year you were born. Go for it. No. 18. That's, he said before 27? Yes. Before yeah. 1927. Okay, 1919. Before 1919. Ooh, I'll go 1910. Before. Oh. Oh, not much, so. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 1908. After. There it is. Come on. Come on, Pigman. Bring it on home. I think I'm going to go with 1909, sir. That is absolutely correct. It is possible. (laughs) It is possible that Tootsie Rolls are the best candy. No. From from 1909. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) From 1909, I believe that that is probably the best candy. It's that in Necco Wafers. That's all we've got to choose from. Yeah. Black. (laughs) Jack. Uh, in 1909, the first film was created of a powered flight. Which famous pilot was at the controls of the first film? Oh, Jim, uh, that, was, uh, that was Charles Lindbergh. Uh, no, it's someone uh, older than Charles Lindbergh. Uh, was it a Jack right Orber- Orville Wright. Not Orville Wright. Come on. Come on. Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman. Wilbur Wright. Wilbur Wright is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Excellent. Critical analysis, Pingman. Thank you. (laughs) Wilbur Post was the owner of Mr. Ed, the talking horse, of course, of course. How many episodes aired of Mr. Ed? Jim, I'll say 50. More than 50. How many episodes aired of Mr. Ed? 100. Wilbur. Wilbur. How about 100? More than a hundred. Really? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Fritz, Mister Fritz, one thirty-five. More than one. Oh. Not much, though. Not much more, Jackie. Up from one thirty-five. Not much yeah. more. What's my next yeah, window? Right. No, you got to pick it. One thirty-seven. More than one thirty-seven. Oh, Come on, Pigman. You can do it. You're good what about at this. Fritz? We, we already used Fritz. Right uh, one. Thirty-nine. 
143. That's what I said. Oh, that's what I said. Kind of misled us. Yeah, you did. 143. 143 is a code for what expression? Moira, I love you. I love you too, Moira. Oh, right. Oh, that's so sweet. The love you, of course, it's 143 because it's one letter, four letters, three letters. I love you. I don't know. The love you, love E. W-E, the Love You, is a 42-inch tall and 4-foot-long inflatable sheep that costs how much at muttonbone.com? What is it again? Describe it again. It is called the Love You. Yeah. It is a 42-inch tall and 4-foot-long inflatable sheep that costs how much at muttonbone.com? Uh, that would be uh, $14.99. More than $14.99. $59. Less than $59. Now we have a range. I will go 50. Double nickel, 55. Less than 55. Oh! Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 35. It is $35. Yeah, there's Fritz. Mr. He's a Fritz. smart one. I'm not yeah. Yeah. Got a couple of them. how much an inflatable sheep costs. Of course he does. Um, <laughs> I, is this a safe thing for me to Google at work? I don't think so. Yeah, go ahead. I, I, say I it's already not bad. It's, a, it, it's not a bad site. I think it got blocked. <laughs> If your job pays $35 an hour, how much would you make a year gross? If your job pays $35 an hour, how much would you make a year? Uh, uh, make work God, off hold on. You'd make uh, $60,000 a year. More than $60,000 Wait, are you working 40-hour weeks? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, God. Yes, I will yes, go. You're not getting paid $35 an hour. I've got an answer, $85,000. Less than $85,000. There we go. Window. Uh, 70000 More than seventy. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 75. I'm going to give you the points for 75. It's 73. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Fritz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, he's yeah, a smart yeah, yeah. If you shop for a 2017 Ford Mustang V8 GT premium convertible at offleaseonly.com, <laughs> what yes. percentage of your annual income oh, would you have to spend <laughs> if you made $73,500 a year? What percentage of your annual income would a 2017 Ford Mustang V8, and you're getting it with a four thousand dollars savings at Offleys Only. No kidding. That would be okay, work uh, off Jim. Fifty uh, percent. Oh no, less than fifty percent. Twenty percent. More than twenty percent. Twenty-five percent. More than twenty-five percent. Mr. Fritz. Thirty-five. More than thirty-five percent. Um, I'm going to go with forty percent. It is forty percent. There it is, nicely Pinky. Done. Yeah. Whatever. 50, but Twenty-nine thousand dollars. Twenty-nine grand for a brand new Mustang. Not for bad. a brand new Mustang at offleaseonly.com, and they have quite a few to choose from. You can check it out at offleaseonly.com. Like <laughs> Thank I did. you. Thank you so Just much for mentioning that. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, and mm-hmm. some of you will be very happy with today's score. Eighty-eight. Uh, some will 72. not. Seventy. Yeah. No, there is nobody that's happy with a C minus. Seventy-two. There's nobody happy with a C minus. That's not that a C minus. Pass the class and you graduate. I'm yeah. happy. It's there totally it a C minus. I knew, yeah. I knew Bradshaw would be okay uh, yeah. if it was one of his kids. You know. Yeah, right. exactly. um, uh, <laughs> All right, Professor, what are you up to? Where are you going to be? Uh, tomorrow night, I will be at the Silly Grape that is in Maitland at the intersection of Keller and Fennel. We do trivia there every Thursday night. We start at seven. We play through until nine. Then on Saturday, I will be at Waco Taco. That's attached to Hourglass Brewery on Ronald Reagan in Longwood. And every single Tuesday night, uh, we play at Post Time Lounge and Cafe starting at 6.30. And 
for all of those shows, I do Facebook Live so you can see the instant gratification round, the first ten <laughs> questions that I ask. Yeah. And it's very much like we do this show. Uh, I ask a question, and then the whole room figures out the answer, and then I gratify someone. Oh, yeah. I beg your pardon? There you go. Live. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's worth seeing. I bet. That exactly. is worth the price of admission. Uh, the winner will get a reach around. That's Stop the, it. <laughs> no, and an old-fashioned. All right, have. Professor. Good job. Any idea about next week? I had not thought yet about next week. I'm sure you'll come up with some. All right, I'm looking forward to doing that. Five-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. There we go. Oh, oh, I love the music. Smooth transition. We like to refer to it as a a segue. Right. It's French, you know. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's I don't French, is, isn't it? it? I, think I don't know. I have no, I don't know. No, it's French. Is it French? En Francais? Hi, Mr. Pingman. What's the prize for PPT? It is a pair of one-day Universal Orlando tickets with park-to-park access and more, so you can go celebrate Mardi Gras now through April 7th yeah. at Universal Studios. More info can be found at UniversalOrlando.com. And uh, join the people from Real Radio 104.1 as they take over this Friday. There you go. All right, uh, Art, you're first up. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. Um, let me go with thing. Let's go with a thing. What is this thing? Thanks to Brad, by the way, for the category. Thank you, Brad. Clue number one, what is this thing? This thing is associated with royalty, but enjoyed by millions around the world. And we don't do lifelines, right? No, not on this one. This thing is associated okay. with royalty, but enjoyed by millions around the world. Uh, mm. Associated with royalty yeah. and enjoyed by millions about around the world. Uh-huh. I'm just going to take a stab at it and um, food. I don't know. Food, okay. Uh, food, that's food, your yeah, final exactly. answer? Oh, sorry, it's not food. It's a little general. Well, well answer, you know, but he gave it a stab. You know what I'm saying? I that's do. what's yeah, important yeah, yeah. to me. Totally do. It's the effort. Glenn, clue number two. <clears throat> it's first generally recognized world champion claimed his title in the late 1800s. This thing is associated with royalty, but enjoyed by millions around the world. It's first generally recognized world champion claimed the title, his title, in the late 1800s. Horse racing. Horse racing. That's your final answer. I'm sorry. Not horse racing. Moving right along. All right, uh, Rob, clue number three. Look, people, you don't have to be a square to see that it's all there is in black and white. It's all there in black and white. Chess. Chess, he says. That's your final answer? Yeah, baby. Yes, chess. Good job, man. Yeah, clue three. You did a good job. Clue number four. This thing uh, was famously used to demonstrate artificial intelligence. Am I right, Big Daddy? And then clue number five, okay, you got me. Checkmate. Oh, checkmate. Even so, I can't remember. I was never a good chess player. Never, ever. And um, I'm not even very good at checkers. But (laughs) did you say checkmate or is it just check? No, well, check is different than checkmate. Checkmate, but you don't don't say checkmate. No, checkmate Checkmate is when you win. win. Yeah, check is when you threaten the king, and the, so they have to respond by because the yeah. next move you could take the king. Uh, but when you say check, there is a move for them to make. When you say checkmate, they have no move, you and you won the game. I, where did I pick up the idea that in that I don't know that somewhere along the line, it, what it, it, you, 
when you check somebody and they can't move, it is essentially checkmate. But Correct. You ne- but you don't make the move and say checkmate. Yes, you do. I yeah. think it's, I, I don't know. I'm going to look into this. I think it may be improper to well, say checkmate. That's all I'm saying. You say check. And, I, and they look at it and say, there's nothing I could do. You're there for, you've been checkmated. But I don't think you go checkmated. I don't think you verbalize checkmate. I might be way off. I'm just saying, maybe it was a bad dream. I don't know. Maybe it was something I hit and had a nightmare. Research. Okay, fine. Chess. I mean, I know what it means to be checkmated. Well, but I, I, I thought I read or heard somewhere that in championships, you're not going to have, uh, you know, what? well, two world champions where, you know, oh, checkmate. I don't think it. That's the final I don't straw. Think, I don't think they say anything, as a matter of fact. They just make a move. That's possible because they know what's going on. Yeah, they're not, they're not saying check. Check, check. One, two, check. Yeah. Sybilis, <laughs> Sybilis, oh. check. What? It, it's ch- I, well, I thought it was check when you have an option, but when the when you have trapped the king or you trapped the queen, you know. No, then, I think that's generally what's thought. But I just me. thought I I heard somewhere that in so big times, oh, you know, that there's no mm. nobody says checkmate. It's just it's for rubes and or newbies. for kids who are playing. Yeah, or maybe, for, I you don't know. know. I might be way off on that. But. I see. And uh, by the way, I'm not going to spend the evening researching that, Mm-mm. Mr. Pinkman. That's, that's his job. It's a hard thing to research. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. I fully recognize that it is not done in professional chess. They say, or Why? someone says. Why not? Um, by the way, yeah. the Florida. When trying to get some more information on the closing minutes, the Florida House State House has passed a gun bill, but I don't know the oh, details. See if we can find something. You continue with your chess research. What does it say? Um, blah, Thank blah, you. Blah. Good job. <laughs> they don't use it in tournaments or club chess. They don't say why. I assume just because they all know how the game Probably. goes. Probably. They know when they've yeah, been when checked. Yeah, you're learning, you're playing at home, you're playing with your kids, you're playing at school. Yeah, you say check and then you trap them and check me. You check you. Check this. Yeah. yeah check me. Hey, check this. Check me, dude. <laughs> Brah. Check no. you, bro. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Let's do a little bit of uh, research in the minute that we have remaining. I, have no, I don't know what the details of the state house gun bill is. I'm looking. It could be really watered down, or maybe they finally took some action. They're not banning assault weapons, assault-type uh, rifles in the sunshine state. That's not happening. Mm-mm. You know that as well as I do. It says Florida House okays gun violence prevention bill, sending it to the governor's desk. Okay, but we don't know all the details of that, whether there's an age Raising requirement, waiting, waiting period on rifles now, or... Universal background checks. One provision will allow certain school staff to be armed. <laughs> but the the the, the woman lady? in the cafeteria with a hairnet. It could be a custodian or maybe the counselor, yeah. maybe the oh vice principal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Creates a process to allow law enforcement to petition a court to uh, for a risk protection order to stop someone. From accessing firearms if there is a danger that they will harm themselves or others. Yeah, okay. Raises the age of a person that may buy a gun like an AR-15 to 21 years old. 21, okay. That's good. Unless they are a member of the military or law enforcement. Prohibits bump fire stocks from being bought or sold in the state. It's going to be a run on those in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably right. Establishes a public safety commission to investigate the mass violence incidents and make recommendations. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Don't hold your breath on that one. Allows the county sheriff to set up a program to train certain school staff members to carry firearms. Excludes classroom teachers who only teach. Yeah. Go to your public school, look around at the people who are working there as teachers, and ask yourself, do you really want them with a firearm? All right, good job. Thank you very much. Uh, we're out of here. Back tomorrow, 3 Thursday edition of the Phillips File. It gets underway at 3, right after Shawnee's the news junkie with Sabrina and C. Lane. Of course, they follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next. So tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conk. As often as you can, buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. before. So what now? Tell people to fix their clocks and shut up. Okay. Hack. Turn your clocks ahead one hour this week.